Blog Talk Radio. This show is dedicated to my mother and father. From beginning to end, we'll always love you. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone could ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. Now, it's time, here's Sonny Clark.
definitely, definitely disappointing. And it doesn't do us any good, as you and I both know when we have been part of this whole situation as far as the indoor game and the reputation of the indoor game, not really necessarily having a great, you know, a great, you know, reputation, I guess you can say. The AFL was kind of like the NFL of the indoor leagues as far as that was concerned. And our leagues were also feeder leagues to the Canadian Football League. So, you know, to talk a little bit about the reputation of indoor football itself and what your take up on that reputation is now where we are right now as far as moving forward in the indoor game. try to explain it. Absolutely. I kind of talk when I talk about that as far as the AFL was kind of like the NFL and the teams that are going down in reality they become the feeder systems to the AFL the minor leagues of indoor football that would be the leagues that we're seeing out there right now uh, heading into the uh, AFL uh, or mark that the NAL uh, the IFL and Champions Indoor Football uh, so that having been said what do you think the reputation, what kind of reputation hit 
with the bankruptcy of arena football does to the other leagues, such as the IFL, such as the NAL, and, of course, uh, champions indoor football. Well, let's take a look at the NAL. I don't know. To, to be honest, Bill, is the, the work that I do for Champions Indoor Football, it's really hard for me to keep track of the other leagues. I, I really do. Um, people go, well, no, you're knee-deep into it. You, you don't understand. Uh, so that's, first of all, number one. Talk a little bit about the NAL. I know of the teams, obviously, because your association with the NAL and the last team that you were uh, a, uh, an assistant coach on being the Carolina Cobras. They should.
Yes. Yeah, and and moving into the IFL, which is part of the team that you uh, are part of now, since your uh, disassociation with the Carolina Panther, or Carolina Panthers, the Carolina Cobras, um, it, you you move on along with the head coach of that team, uh, that being Billy Back. We we've got a long relationship with Billy Back, uh, all the way back to the Texas Revolution, um, him picking up the head coaching job over there in Spokane um, as they bring back a new team. Talk a little bit about the bringing back of the new team and talk a little bit about what your expectations are for the Spokane Shock as they move forward. Big time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Months. Wow, that's huge. Absolutely. Seven years. Wow.
Yeah, they they definitely have it. Talk a little bit about the IFL um, as far as what you think that you can expect. And also the fans in Spokane, they've got a total different thing to be expectations. The Nets will be gone um, as the AFL. That's actually a trademark situation where the Nets are on the side, so we won't see that up in Spokane. How do you think that will affect the fan, um, the, the fan interaction, the fan experience there in Spokane? Do you think it's going to be something that they are going to be open to, or do you think it's going to take away from the game since they're so used to seeing the Nets? Same thing as you know when the Arizona Rattlers went from the AFL and went into there. It, it, it is. It's a, it is, as a lover of the game, okay, before I even got involved with Champions Indoor Football, I was a lover of the AFL because of, I, you know, we didn't know each other, but you and I were almost at every Arizona Rattler game that was out there. We never even ran into each other until we got to Texas. But that whole thing, what do you think the experience is going to be for those fans up there? Do you think it will be enough to keep them away, or do you think the intrigue of the shock will go ahead and be able to bring those people in? I think they do. Oh, good good point. I forgot about that. definitely makes the game more exciting and also when you're down nine you know it makes a total different thing total different uh, situation for that as far as that's concerned so I, I'm very interested in that as far as how that will work up on that level yep Well, the speed of the game. I mean, in reality, that's one of the things when you got when you got 30 seconds left in an indoor football game. Unlike in the NFL, that game is not over. Um, so that that's and that's one of the intrigues about indoor football. Is one of the reasons why I love indoor football is because just because you're down, you know, down a few points with 30 seconds to go, it is not over. It's one of the, one of the big things that now now I don't know if you can. I, I'm I'm going to dig here as the journalistic reporter that I am. I have to ask this because I'm going to tell you. Uh, I would say it was about five years ago. I interviewed a man by the name of Adam Shackelford. Now, anybody that knows anything about this guy, this guy is as far as indoor coaching and as far as the relationship up in that area, this guy is someone who's known, someone that has creds 
I mean, forget the thing around the neck that gets you into a building. This guy might, might have even wrote, written how creds are as far as being a head coach uh, in the indoor game. Some of the rumors that are swirling around is that he might be able to, well, he might be able to join the shock, or, or do you, can you confirm or deny or I don't have a clue, Sonny Clark, uh, as far as Adam Shackelford's availability to maybe joining the shock. Okay. He is that. That's what he is. Got it. It's just always the thing because I love me some Adam Shackelford. Him and I don't agree on a lot either, but unlike in a Trump debate, he still kind of likes me. At least I hope anyway. Uh, But but that being said, you know, the the change. The change, you're, you're going to NAL, to IFL, okay? So we, you know about the IFL. We're experienced with it. I mean, with the Texas Revolution, when they first started, they went into and back into the dates of the Allen Wranglers days where, you know, one, you know, Terrell Owens was there for the year. That was the first year you and I were involved with the team as far as that was concerned. You, we know about the difference. Explain to people a little bit about the difference because when I try to explain it, I'm an idiot. I get it. And I can see it, but me to explain it, I have no clue. So I, I don't know if you can explain it any better than me, but going from arena ball to indoor football and now with some of the subtle changes that they kind of want to in, put into the game to make it more interesting, I don't know if there's really – is there now a difference between arena football and indoor football or is it just about the same? That's true, yes. Right. Right. Those are linebackers. Jack and Mac are linebackers, just to let everybody know.
Yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see where this goes. As far as the AFL, obviously the bankruptcy is a big story uh, as far as indoor football slash arena fans that are around the country um, and how that will affect it. Uh, you're losing some teams. We're also seeing some of the jumping from the uh, AFL into the IFL. That started with the Arizona Rattlers. Then they're bringing different teams that are headed that way. And we just don't know what the future holds. So you're, you're right, Bill. It's really early in the process. And in this this game, we can't really, you know, see something that happens to really know what kind of effect it's going to have. We have to wait until the 2020 uh, season to figure out what and how that effectiveness, uh, effect of the bankruptcy and them going out of business will affect the other leagues as well. Also, player availability is going to be a big issue because players are under contract for not just one year, sometimes two years uh, within the AFL. So I don't even know where those contracts are. I know filing for bankruptcy protects them, but I don't know as far as the contracts are concerned, how does that affect them as far as their pay and their availability? Do you know? Yeah. Yeah, we, we we have planted seven teams. We had the opportunity, just to be honest, guys, we had the opportunity to bring in ten. But the way that Champions Indoor Football wants to work, we want solid football team with solid ownerships instead of just putting a team in a city. I mean, there was opportunities for Champions Indoor Football to do that. Um, we decided not to do that. We want solid ownership. We want to make sure that as Champions Indoor Football grows, we have the ownership and the camaraderie between the owners to move forward in a positive light instead of, oh, we can have a team here, let's bring them on, and we don't do anything to check the backgrounds or anything. We just, we, we just want a team. We're not going to do that in Champions Indoor Football. We've already had the situation with two teams dropping out and definitely learning our lesson as far as vetting is concerned and bringing in and instead of taking certain people's word about somebody compared, actually diving into it and making sure. We could have been up though we could have been up to ten teams. But what we saw for league as far as what was best for the league and best for the other seven teams that are playing it's best to go smaller and then slowly grow into it and make sure that we have proper vetting and proper owners and guys and people that are dedicated to doing it instead of a fly-by-night situation that when you see some of the indoor football leagues, such as remember back in the AAF days, back in the AAL days, where they just had a team in this city and then you didn't see the games. It was really kind of pathetic in reality. But uh, the Champions Indoor Football is not falling into that. We're not falling into that more is better. Uh, what is better is less. Less is better, and then when we move forward, we're going to be in a situation where we can grow best. Yep. Yeah. They were they were at 26 teams at one point, weren't they, Bill? Uh, that. Four, actually four. You're right, Bill. They, they were, weren't they at four? No, it was six then. Okay. Yep.
Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and as far as players and the things of that sort, that's going to be really huge to look out for, uh, you know, in, in their availability. Uh, that true too? Yeah, that that's going to be huge too. Right here in Dallas, they got the Renegades that are going to be going on, and you know, you know, when I was looking at the league, you know, I was just thinking to myself, if they just kept that on a East Coast base and all those stadiums over there, uh, how much that that league in itself would save in travel. But the idea of what they were trying to do um, wasn't Sonny's idea of thinking, wow, you got to look up for travel. It's the biggest expense on some of these teams is travel, getting players to here and here and, and going by a plane compared to bus and things of that sort, a completely different situation and obviously a different level as far as input, as far as funds and uh, uh, money to support that kind of thing. And so it's always going to be huge. But, of course, Vince McMahon is a billionaire, so maybe he can get that part figured out to where it doesn't go very much. I mean, I think he has some, you know, his own flights, his own planes as well. So I don't know if that part's helping out. But there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, huge plus in moving forward is going to be the uh, big question on how that part will work, what will be uh, the setup for the future of indoor football. This is a very vital year for all three of the leagues and even the players within the AFL and how and what ends up happening because of the bankruptcy of the AFL and how that will move forward and affect 
uh, the other the you know the other teams, whether it be you know the uh, or the other leagues, whether it be the CIF, IFL, NAL, or if we even get another league to go ahead and start up, there's some smaller leagues thinking about moving up. There's a league down in Florida that is thinking about trying to move up and and trying to you know I, I guess for lack of a better term, play with the big boys, um, you know the big boys on the minor league era, and, and that's one of the things. It's one of the reasons why I love indoor football. One of the reasons why I love indoor football is minor league sports. I love minor league sports. And that's what they, because you see the drive and determination and passion of players that want to make it that way. So you're going to get a great performance out of them all the time. So that's one. And, and they could be up 20 points and they would be out there and, you know, putting that out on the line every single play. It's one of the reasons why I love indoor football. So Absolutely. Somewhere. Yep. Yep. Yes. Budget conscience. Yep. The investment is it worth the time? And you got the marketing. If you got things that are, uh, you have the dedication of bringing forth the, your team to be better um, in, in their city, and and that that takes dedication from everybody involved. Oh, I just gave you a be- a happy holiday beard there. Um, so there we go. <laughs> but um, but Bill, I I like to thank you for taking the time. I mean, thanks for the good thirty minutes. You know, uh, because this is a big story. It affects everything as far as the indoor leagues, and also affects teams, players going to the Canadian Football League as well. So with the AFL kind of gone, that means more eyes on the Canadian League will be on the NAL, will be on the IFL, will be on the CIF, and then things like that. So it should be a very interesting uh, as far as the direction that some of these players will end up taking to maybe eventually make it to the NFL or the C, uh, CFL. And also, don't forget about overseas. Overseas is actually really big for American football on that on the smaller level. Now, we don't get a lot of update, updates about it, but we see guys flying over there to, to go there to participate in it. Uh, and one of these days when I do have some time, I'm going to investigate and see how all that goes as far as the other countries are concerned. So it should be interesting there. So You do. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. I think that's where it will end up in reality. So he is the the MVP of our broadcast of the Rowlett Eagles varsity football team. And, we, and obviously our relationship as far as indoor football and what's going on, obviously this is up on the top of our heads on what's going on as far as that's concerned. I couldn't have thought of anybody better to bring on to talk about the situation as we keep it, you know, football on Sunday, football Sunday. It's the come to Jesus day as we are set. And, Bill, I'd like to thank you for your time and joining us, and especially since you're on your vacation, you know, pulling away from your family. Say hi to your family and um, make sure, yeah, uh, check in with Yolanda with me. Give her a hello for me, and we'll go from there. Is she there? Yo, Yolanda! Yeah, so, <laughs> so, yeah, good. All right, so uh, check in with her and enjoy the rest of your time. Be safe out there, especially with the snow on the ground, my friend. Ah. Oh, there you go. So enjoy Sky Harbor. Enjoy your flight. Be safe on the way home. We'll see you when you get there. We'll, we'll connect, as we always do. He is the... Eagle Eye Bill Cerna, as he joins us all the time you know, on uh, uh, Rowlett Eagles Varsity Football, as well as hopefully we'll be getting him in, maybe in some football, maybe since now it's so easy, he'll do it. So uh, he is the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna. So thanks for your time, my friend. And, yep, and, oh, I cut him. I'm sorry, my friend. I cut him a little early there. <laughs> but um, the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna, always good to see him, always uh, good to talk to him. Uh, we are here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, and now that I think about it, I probably should have had my speaker on, so hopefully some of that was heard over on the blog talk side. Some of the kinks that we're still working out as far as bringing guests on and having speakers available, we'll, we'll, we'll eventually figure that out. Uh, I already have um, the uh, fine co-host of the show. He's going to be coming, so I will have that part set up so you can hear from Cuervo. I think, I think it came out. We'll find out, but um, thanks for him for joining us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. As we are set, it's week number 13 of the NFL. It's just what we do best talking football here each and every week on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we get uh, uh, scheduled up and talking about the games that are going to be coming. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take that quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, and we'll hear from our sponsors on both sides as we, you know, Sonny is now the director and producer and everything else. So uh, we'll do that. We'll go into commercials. We'll be back in about five minutes here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, don't you go anywhere. Go custom. Get happy. Tell us what you love. We're your local neighborhood window covering experts who truly understand your needs. Our highly customized process is specifically designed to get to know you so we deliver the perfect solution for your home. The purpose of this event is to drive a strong brand awareness and equity of our Budget Blinds brand. We want to focus on our highly customized process up front and how every step from start to finish is personalized to the homeowner's unique taste and budget. So check out Budget Blinds of Rowlett, serving Rowlett, Wiley, Saxe, and Darling. Give them a call at 972-722-9300. That's 972-722-9300. Budget Blinds of Rowlett, where we listen to our customers' needs. 
This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting located in Rowlett. Did you know that Perfection Body Sculpting doesn't just offer laser lipo and radio frequency for body contouring? We also offer cellulite reduction and skin tightening, as well as thermal lift and cosmetic and collagen facial creams, as well as top-of-the-line facial masks to help reduce fine wrinkles. There are also gift certificates as well as gift baskets with awesome products in it. Call today for your appointment and get three 24-gold facial masks with the purchase of a $69 consultation that includes a 30-minute laser lipo session. So contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionbodysculpt.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Landon Huey and 19 Ministries. One of the things we want to do is we have this idea, the name that's kind of sticking right now is Rowlett Revival. And we know that there are a lot of hurting um, and broken people across the city. Um, out of a population of 60,000, there's close to 40,000 that aren't saved. And we want to do like a Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday where we'll bring in a guest speaker and he's just going to share the love of Christ and we want to connect people in the city up with churches and where they can find a healthy church family and find people that believe in them and find a God that loves them. Jesus came for a broken world and he, he loves and cares for everybody in the city and so we're excited about that. We're working through details right now but our vision is to see God's going to reach a lot of people. So make sure you contact Landon Huey at 19 Ministries at 972-835-8665 or Check them out on the web at 19ministries.org or uniterowlet.org. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, asking, are you looking for a new home? Want to know what your house could sell for in today's market? Then you need to contact realtor Jeremy Morgan with Ray Hubbard Real Estate Group at Keller Williams Rockwall. Whether you're buying, selling, leasing, or investing, he can help you get where you need to be. Visit RayHubbardRealEstateGroup.com or make an appointment today by calling 214-236-2914. That's 214-236-2914. Jeremy Morgan with Ray Hubbard Real Estate Group, Keller Williams, Rockwall. Find out how Merchant Masters, DFW, specializing in small business companies, can help you save money and protect your customers' information with our credit card processing and point-of-sale systems. In 95% of our cases, our services save our clients money. So, what makes Merchant Masters, DFW, different from all the others? It's an integrity-first approach to each client we work with so you receive the very best including financial savings, lowest possible rates, superior technology, and improved support. So claim your free audit at MerchantMastersDFW.com or contact John Beeman at 262-339-5470 for more information. That's 262-339-5470. Merchant Masters DFW, different from all the rest. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about RowlettFood.com. Do you want to have dinner delivered, but you don't want to use Uber Eats? 
contact someone locally that can do the same thing at a better price and faster. All you have to do is pick a restaurant on the list at the website, tell us what you'd like to order, then check out and you'll have your food within 25 to 45 minutes depending on distance. Check out RowlettFoods.com for your next meal at Raising Cane's, Golden Pie, Ponchos and Lefty, and more. Give us a call at 972-408-8002 or check us out on the web at RowlettFood.com. Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. And welcome to that being said. Our Sunday morning tradition continues on. It's week number 13 of the NFL. And folks, we're going to get started. And the reason being, Cuervo is fashionably, ladies out there, putting his face on. It does take time. He's got to pull down the scaffolds and everything else to get it off his face. Actually, he is out on assignment with the military. And he's run, he'll be running a little bit late. He'll be joining us in the second hour of the Couch Potato Sports Show as far as what we'll, we are going to do uh, and get set and ready to go. So excited about that. I'd like to thank Bill Cerna again for taking time off and joining us, as he always will do for me if I ask him, and I really appreciate that time. And you get an idea. Now, granted, I know it wasn't the NFL, but it was a very important thing and a very important subject to talk about as we move forward as far as where the AFL is and what's going on and how does that affect other players who are trying to get to the NFL. A great, uh, In reality, it was a good uh, amount of time to speak about it and where everybody will be. So now that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. What we're going to do is we're going to get into it. We need to talk some NFL and get us all set and ready to go. So that being said, let's just jump into our first game that's here on the couch. Five and six out on the season. They take on the Pittsburgh Steelers at Heinz Field. The Pittsburgh Steelers are 6-5 and five right now, and this is always that AFC North battle that you get between of them. Never mind a couple of weeks ago the battle that was done on the final play of regulation. Um, I've spoken my thoughts about Miles Garrett and how that whole thing unfolded and why it unfolded and what the situation was. And you can't tell me any differently that if Miles Garrett played just a regular play, that game would have been in the locker room and we were, would be talking about how bad the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, played in that game. So that having been said, that is the situation as far as this game is concerned. And I'm actually excited about this game, not because of that it's the return of what's going on. It is because it's an AFC North battle. Those games are always, you know, you know, just go back. It's, it reminds me of 90s football where guys just are in the dirt. They're just, you know, grinding it out instead of the showtime football that we always seem to get in the NFL today. So that being said, when I was looking at this game and trying to get it all squared away, figuring out 
what could end up happening. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, their situation at quarterback is not all that great, as this is a football team that will be taking a look at a new quarterback, and they call him the Duck. It's Devin uh, Hodges. He's going to make his second career start for the Pittsburgh Steelers in that game. So when you look at that whole situation, you got the rookie quarterback. You're not going to have Pouncey, who was suspended uh, for that game for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, the guy right in the middle. Uh, the I call him the quarterback of the offensive line, the quarterback in reality uh, that's checking and doing all the plays. You don't have that guy in your football field now. And that he is kind of like one of these backstops as far as what you're going to get on each offensive play as he gives everybody's assignments when he's at the ball. And you're not going to get that this week without having Pouncey in the lineup. So that's one of the reasons why you take a look at this game as forget the fact that you have two quarterbacks when Ben Roethlisberger and Pouncey are out on the field at the same time. Now you've got a rookie at the quarterback position and quite possibly a young man, and I'm not sure who's filling in for him right there, but that's going to be a huge issue as far as where Pittsburgh is and what they're going to do. So I, I – you know, you know, and when I look at this game, I automatically say, hey, Steelers, no problem. This should be easy. Uh, but with the fact that they got a, a rookie quarterback starting his second one, it, it makes things a little difficult. Also, when you take a look at the other side and you look at the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns have got to figure out a way to get the ball to the superstar. Now, Bill and I, over for the Raleigh Eagles varsity football team and everything else, will talk about the fact that we need to have – you have to have your guys. You have to be able to do what has got to be done, okay? And if you don't have your guys out on the football field, that's a problem. But when you've got your guys on the football field and they are not doing what they got to do, that's one of the problems as well. So, you know, when I look at this game and I – I ask myself, when I, why are they not getting the ball to Odell Beckham Jr.? That is just a huge oversight as far as the Browns are concerned. You've got to get this guy involved. Now, slowly but surely, they're beginning to do that again. And I will tell you that if they don't start doing it, it's going to be huge for them. And in – they got other weapons, don't get me wrong, but you do have to get the ball to, to the guys that are going to end up you know, making the plays for you. And if you don't have the guys making the play for you, that is going to be really huge for you. And, again, the Steelers, without their center, their, you know, their captain in reality, uh, that's gonna be, it's going to be huge for the Cleveland Browns defensive line. Maybe there is a break in the system to get them into the backfield and maybe put some pressure on a rookie quarterback that's going to be there. But um, And then when you do switch it and go back to, to the Cleveland Browns, we're talking about Odell Beckham. Okay, They ended the eight-game scoring drought by getting the 35-yard touchdown pass right now for Odell. So they're slowly getting him back in the lineup, and this could be a game where Odell Beckham is definitely going to be needed in order to get the victory. As Cleveland is still trying to figure out if they're going to be a good football team or not. Forget about the playoffs here, guys, because I don't think that's even really an issue right here. Uh, as far as them making the playoffs, you don't see it. It's not. I don't think it's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, it shouldn't be any great big surprise to anybody. So that is the big story here. 
Now, moving on to this game, you know, you, there's some other situations as far as that brawl. You don't you don't have Pouncey. All right, Pittsburgh, B.J. Finley played well in his absence, but at the same time, you got to take a look at the football team as far as the Browns are concerned. They're still getting to the quarterback. And since the fact they got Finley in there, that could be a long day in the backfield for it. And I battled this one as far as my pick was concerned on who I was going to take and why I was going to take them. And I think the fact this really doesn't have to do with the fact that it's a rookie quarterback. I think the loss of Pouncey is going to be a big part of this game, and I think that's the reason why I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to Cleveland Browns in this game as far as my pick are concerned. So when I look at the other pick, my brother, speaking of my, speaking of my, my, my brother, oh, my, oh, 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 hey, I, I know fans, I should have warned you before I did that and brought this thing in here, and if I want to even make it more scary, let's just bring him up close. There he is. It's my brother. It's my brother. Uh, take a look at this game. You know, I don't know how much in depth that you get into it like I do. I, I'll dive into certain aspects of a game and, and make a decision on who I'm going to win, who's going to win based upon what I think. Uh, my brother, my brother, what's your thinking about this game? <laughs> yeah, WWE, thank you. <clears throat> that I got the I got the joke. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> right, it's right. So there you go. That's going to be a good point too. That believe it or not, that is a huge point as far as what's going to happen in this game. Well, you think maybe just a little? <laughs> yeah, I'm chewing. It's Thanksgiving. I, I need a leg. I need a leg. <laughs> so, so what was your theory in thinking and picking this game? Did you have anything in mind, or was there something... Got it. So this is more of a God, I hope they lose kind of thing, just because of who they are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll just go with that. <laughs> But, well, that's too many players, and, you know, it's kind of like – that's why I can't keep track of baseball. Um, but, you know, obviously I dive into what I do as far as the NFL is concerned. Got a lot oh. – Yes, and how it goes. <laughs> running their running their wheel, right? 
<laughs> there you go. And the and the brilliance analogy that you get from my brother here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And uh, so glad to join you. I'll be bringing you back in as we'll talk more as I'll dive more into the things. And uh, Cuervo, when he gets back, I'll bring you in just for the entertainment factor of uh, what you're all about. Well, I think it, it's going to go back to what it was. I mean, the, the situation with with uh, happened with Garrett and Rudolph. Okay, believe it or not, that just seemed like it was forever. Now, when it comes to football players and what they do, and then uh, he's being called away, so we'll go ahead. It, when you when you oh wrong one. Um, uh, when you talk about that and you talk about certain players, you talk about. Uh, where they are, I think they're over it, is what I think. Now, I could be wrong, um, but it, this happened such a long time ago. I don't know how much it'll have an effect in this game. Uh, so you got to take a look for a lot of those things out there. So, you know, people are talking about who's better. Is it, it, is it Rudolph? Is it the Duck? Who, you know, as far as the quarterback position, it, I don't think it really matters as far as this game is concerned, at least for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is going to have to do it without their center. And I'm telling you right now, without having Pouncey in the lineup, that makes a big difference as far as where they could end up going um, you know, as far as this game is concerned. Well, I think we're going to see Cleveland getting in the backfield. That means putting on the pressure on the duck, which we, you know, we, that's his nickname, by the way, Hodges, uh, or if it's uh, Rudolph. But my understanding, it is going to be Hodges starting. So uh, you get the fact that you got another rookie quarterback starting in this first game. So lots of things I'm looking at in this one as far as how it will go. But I think they're over what happened a few weeks back. Um, and and it, it hit the media, and they loved it for a week and a half. And hell, I even jumped in on it for a while after I said I wasn't going to, but I did it anyway. Um, so it's one of those things. And over and oh yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. I think you might be right. Uh, I, I I didn't need to eat after I ate the, the plate that I had. I didn't eat until noon the next day, so there you go. Um, but then again. <laughs> That's true. That is true. And uh, I don't know how much of that I'm going to get. So I'll bring you back in when we talk a little bit more. I'm going to jump back in. That's my brother. That's my brother from the same mother. So uh, he joins us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Now his analysis of football and analysis of things, if you're expecting that from D.C. Dennis Clark, don't expect it. Um, but he is quite entertaining, which is one of the reasons why I bring him on the show whenever he feels like uh, coming on to the show. But um, 
as far as where we are and the Couch Potato Sports Show, you're you're listening to the Couch Potato Sports Show normally with myself and Cuervo. Um, and actually, yes, I don't have the one with just my name. I got everybody else. Normally, like when he'll come into the game, we're gonna have to do this because during the first hour he'll be over on Blog Talk, but not the uh, on the video. So I have him up here, and I'll be over to the side like this. So when he comes on, that's where we'll kind of move it. But until then, uh, we'll put this one up. So let's head on into our next game that we're talking about here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Uh, things to keep an eye out. I didn't expect to happen. Let's just be honest. When you went back and you go into the archives, you saw that Sonny Clark was woo-woo. <coughs> Sorry about that. He was woo-woo wrong about the Green Bay Packers. And I hate to admit that because any true Bear fan just hates, and not, not just by a little. I'm talking about a lot. They hate the Green Bay Packers. So maybe I had a little bit of bear influence when I picked them to finish dead last in the NFC uh, North. Yeah, right. Thanks a lot, Sonny. You, you know, but uh, the simple fact of the matter is, is that that was not a great prediction. Um, completely wrong as far as that was concerned. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it was, yeah, thank you very much. But get that guy out of the studio. That having been said, this one as I looked at it. It was the Giants. They're two and nine, for God's sake. Why am I even going to waste my time even watching this game as it is? That's why you have red zone. They'll only take it to that game as if someone's going to score. So there you go. So you don't have to put yourself through the uh, uh, the the cringing plays of watching the Giants play because, guys, let's just be honest. The, the Giants are not a good football team. They are 2-9 and nine for a reason, whether that's coaching, whether that is a rookie quarterback trying to start his career um, and try to move forward. You, you're going to have to look at all aspects of what the Giants are and just throw the season away. I mean, they started off wrong in reality. When the Giants brought back Eli Manning after last year, that right there told you that their mindset is completely off in left field. You don't bring a guy that has been stinking up the joints, not just last year, not just the year before that, or the year before that. We can go back almost five years and realize that Eli Manning is not the Eli Manning that luckily won the Super Bowl if it wasn't for a helmet catch. Okay, So if you wanted to call him good during that time, you can go ahead and do so. If you want to call, call him a great player because he's got all these yards that he threw for, congratulations. If you want to call him good because of his last name, you can go ahead and do that. But the simple fact of the matter is when they started the season out with Eli Manning, I knew where the season was going to go. They didn't do anything in the offseason to grab anybody to uh, be competitive, whether it be at the quarterback position or anywhere else. So that's one of the problems when you looked at the Green Bay pa- or the uh, the Giants going into this game against the Packers. So you look at all this, you know, I, I kind of have an idea. You look at Pat Shermer, okay? He is the second season as running this Giants organization out on the football field. Guys, Pat Shermer is not – Pat Shermer as a coach 
that was back in the 80s and 90s, that mentality of it. And when you got a total different you know, makeup of NFL players, a guy like Matt LaFleur who can relate to the young players and know what's going on, that is what you get. You get a guy that has been somewhat successful with Aaron Rodgers. Now, I don't necessarily know how much Aaron Rodgers is going to listen to an indoor football quarterback who has no coaching, head coaching experience at all walking into Green Bay. I, I'm going to tell you right now, Aaron Rodgers does not need a quarterback coach. He doesn't need an offensive coordinator. He could probably run the damn thing all by himself, which is, this is a great opportunity to see how great of a coach that he is, on-field coach that he is. I, if I was Matt LaFleur, I'd say just take, the, just take it. They're 2-9. and nine. We should wipe these guys out. And um, good, bad, or indifferent, that's just the way it ended up as far as this game is concerned. Now, you look at LaFleur and the Packers. They're 8-3. and three. They're tied for first place in the NFC North along with Minnesota. I'm going to tell you right now, this is not just the game that they can just, you know, mosey through. they got to beat this team. They are on the road, and that's another thing. And the Green Bay Packers, when, they know, when they're known to lose a game, sometimes they just lose it in an ugly fashion. And now, I'm not saying that's going to happen here in Green Bay uh, or in New York over at MetLife Stadium, but it is, a, it is something that you have to keep track of in this game. Will they show up to play? Because Green Bay can ill afford to really lose this game when you look at the NFC North and where uh, the teams are as far as Green Bay and Minnesota. They're right there, um, right there at the top, and both of these teams are going to make the playoffs. Uh, whoever wins the division is going to be the biggest question at, at all. But when you look at Green Bay, the Packers right now, uh, they get the you know you know the come to Jesus as I like to say all the time. This past Sunday night, when they got, I mean, spanked, shellacked, all those words, they lost 38 to seven to the 49ers in San Francisco, and that is a playoff contending football team. So now they get to come back to Jesus, and they get the crap team that they should be. Sort of like the Dallas Cowboys, if they get a crap team in front of them, they're probably going to win. Quality team, as the Green Bay Packers took a look at, you know, maybe not so much. So you have to ask yourself the question in this game, how much really, in reality, does Aaron Rodgers have to do in, in this game in order to win it? Uh, maybe something, because if you take a look, you can't throw Saquon Barkley out as far as somebody, you know, even though it's the Giants, even though they're two and nine, even though they really, really just kind of stink, okay? Shaquan Barkley right now, the 2018 Offensive Rookie of the Year, he's, he's still going to be a guy that you're going to have to look out for. But with the, with the good as far as, green, uh, as far as the Giants are concerned, you get the bad. And it, but if you take a look at it, for a rookie quarterback, Daniel Jones, he's thrown a touchdown in nine straight games, and 17, he, he's 17 he has 17 more than all the other rookies that are out there. But does that equate into uh, wins? And obviously it hasn't. So uh, what's his problem? Well, the problem right there is the guy can't hold on to the football. He's lost 10 fumbles against the Bears, and, that led to, and, and most of them led to t touchdowns. You can't give 
the ball away in the NFL. Because if you give the ball away in the NFL, there is a guy that will come back and make you pay for it. And, of course, that is Aaron Rodgers and what he has done. 18 touchdown passes, only two interceptions. Um, So it just makes you kind of wonder what the heck Aaron Rodgers is going to do, you know, to that to that defense of the Giants. It could get a lot uglier before it gets better, and they can't afford for it to get ugly. You know, so, you know, you've got to be able to field the team for the last four weeks, even though that you're going to be playing the Redskins, even though you're going to be playing the Dallas Cowboys, even though you're going to be playing um, the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. you still got to suit up. And, but, you take a look at Green Bay now. Devontae Adams is back into it. He's caught seven passes in each of his three games back coming off an injury. Now, guys, when, when a guy is targeted and receives seven passes, he was probably targeted for ten of them, and probably three bad passes or just not making the connection. Uh, so he is a big part of what you're going to see out on the football field as far as Devontae Adams is concerned. Okay, but Aaron Jones – has uh, 15 catches, 205 yards, three touchdowns after Adams went down. So you got a couple, you got a couple of guys um, in the wide receiving position that you're going to have to worry about if you're the, you know, the Giants' defense. And but here's the thing: the Packers allowed the 49ers to sack Aaron Rodgers five times on Sunday night. Telling you about the offensive line for this football team. But, again, it's the Giants' defense. If this was a football team that was getting to the quarterback, I would be all over this. But the simple fact of the matter, it, that's not what's ending up happening, and it makes for a very, very long day uh, for certain players that are out there. But um, that also being said, you've got to take a look at this game, and you've you got to just have a realization on what you're getting. And that realization it could be something uh, that is really huge as far as where they're going to go in the future. Got to look out for what the Packers are going to do. And oh, well, 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 look at this. Let me put this, push this button. Oh, you didn't know? Hey, you Your didn't ass know? better call somebody. I'm doing good, Sonny. Driving home. How are you? Driving home. Good, good, good. Um, I, I, I need you to hold on one second because I'm not getting the volume I need out of you, but I'm going to fix that problem. Give me two seconds and hit this right I was going to say my volume's all the way up. Do this. And turn it up. Okay, Cuervo, how you doing, my friend? I got you a little bit louder. I'm doing great, Sonny. Hopefully everybody can hear me that's uh, listening to the stream or watching. Well, it's the not you. Say. It's you know, for the uh, the video portion of it that I'm having a hard time getting sound on. Let me just try to – I, 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 yes, 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 yes. Let me hit that button there. That's okay. not – yeah, power off and – I think I know what I can do. I think I know what I can do. Give me two seconds, Cuervo. Don't go anywhere. I got the answer. I'm not All going right, anywhere. That, move here, and then this won't take long, guys. I promise. All right. So this right here. So here. 
hit that. And Cuervo, do I got you? I can still hear you, Sonny. Can you hear me? All right, I'm going to here in just a second. Um, don't do anything. This this was unfortunate because I couldn't get a test with Cuervo. But let me hit this button right here and turn that up. Wait, oh, 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 that won't work. Hold on. Wait, I got to think here. Give me two seconds because I got to figure out how to get your voice up here. Um, hit this. You're full. Got that. Got that. Oh, I know how to do it. Um, 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 this right here. All right. And pull this down here. All right, Cuervo, I got you. How you doing, my friend? I'm great, Sonny. How you doing, my friend? That's a little bit better. Okay. That's as best as it's going to get as far as that's concerned. Hey, let's just jump back here because we're talking about the Green Bay Packers and the Giants. I don't think you're too uh, far gone. But let's hop back to the game that we covered before you came up online. Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Let me get your idea of what you think about that game as far as that, uh, as far as it's concerned. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Bryce has had a chance to get on this morning. I know normally you like to save this game for him, but, you know, I actually I like the Steelers today. And the reason I like the Steelers is uh, I just think, I'm, you know, amidst all the drama that happened the first time, I think the Steelers got a little bit of revenge on their mind. See, but here's the thing. A lot of times teams will take out their revenge in the wrong way. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are a little bit better than that as far as uh, – the class of a franchise that they are, and they're going to take it out on the Cleveland Browns on the field at home today. And I fully expect the Steelers to win this game, even though they're starting um, the other quarterback over Mason Rudolph. I can't think of the dude's name, but yeah, um, I, I still like Pittsburgh to win this game. Yeah, uh, Duck Hodges or something like that I think his name is. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just like the – the way the Steelers have responded ever since that whole incident happened, um, and, and I like I like how they're playing, so I like the Steelers to win. Yeah, I went. Uh, Mark, no pouncy. That's going to be a big deal. The guy's filling in for Garrett. They that still got four deal. sacks the other day, um, so that's where I went on that. What, say that again, Cuervo. No, I was saying that is a big deal. That that is a big deal. So to think about. Yep, so looking at that. Now, the game that we're on, the Green Bay Packers, the hated Green Bay Packers and, and the Giants, I don't think you got a lot to say. I, You know, I kind of jumped into it, and, uh, you know, uh, especially since the Packers allowed the 49ers to sack Aaron Rodgers five times on Sunday, but this is the Green Bay Packers. I don't think there's anything we need to worry about in reality, seeing how it is the, uh, the New York Giants. Yeah, Sonny, I mean, look, we keep it real on the show. As much as I want to pick the New York Giants, I, I, I don't like being wrong either. So, um, you know, on the record, I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers to win today. Oh, the, oh such a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, oh, it's so bad. I'm going to drink some coffee to get the taste <laughs> out. But, um, but, Def- yeah, I definitely mean, right there. So, um, yeah. to look out, you know, stink, something to look out for. Huh? The Giants stink. 
Yeah, they do. They, they, I, I think, you know, with me, when I'm doing the show and everything, I got I try to look at a lot of things, and that was, you know, and it, what it just boils down to is the giant stink. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's something to kind of uh, look out for. So we might as well do this. We might as well just head on into the next game that we're going to be talking about since there's really not much to talk about as far as this game is concerned. So I'll go ahead and do that. We're going to move on to the next game. You're listening to the Couch Potato Sports Show, and that being said, Sunday, and um, you know, immediately you go, gosh, these are two bad football teams, but but that being said, Cuervo, of course, that's the name of this show. Uh, the Jets actually have been playing some good football as of late, as they right now, when you take a look at it, they are trying to win their fourth game uh, in a row. And regardless if it's good, bad, or indifferent, you know, you still got to win the football game. So, you know, the Jets trying to win their fourth game in a row. I don't know. Are you impressed with the Jets trying, you know, you know winning three in a row looking for their fourth today? Um, I wouldn't say impressed, but if you're a Jets fan, um, I think you have to be very uh, pleased and very happy with the direction that your team is going in because, I mean, this could be a sign of what's to come next year. I mean, Sam Darnold seems like he's progressing as a quarterback. Obviously, you have one of the best safety valves in in the league in Le'Veon Bell. Um, The only thing I would say is go be aggressive in the offseason you're the Jets and go get go get you a target for Sam Darnold to throw the football to. I'm sorry. Like nothing against Robbie Anderson, nothing against uh these other receivers that they have. But uh, they're not they're not exactly as you like to say the cat's meow. And they need to find somebody that can be the cat's meow for them. And as this receiving Absolutely. goal right now just isn't is it, they're not cutting it. So that's the only thing I, I would say yeah. about the Jets is you know they're they're the arrow's going up, but I still think there's there's room for uh, improvements. So, uh, yeah, impressed, not exactly, but but you gotta be you gotta be feeling good if you're a Jets fan. Absolutely. So, and the Bengals, they're just so bad. They're zero and eleven coming into this one. Um, so you look at that, uh, it would be the worst start in franchise history for the Bengals, a uh, football team that really has got its problems, uh, whether it be first, you know, at the quarterback position, Andy Dalton will go ahead and get the start again. Um, so they're going to bring him back in. Let me ask Cuervo this while we're, while we're looking at it. Is that going to make any difference? Are we going to see anything different as far as that is concerned? Do you think Andy Dalton will be able to bring something back to this football team to where they'll get an opportunity to make a difference in the game? You know, that, uh, that's a great question, Sonny, and, and I really don't know the answer because I don't know Andy Dalton's mentality. And the reason I say that is because, look, it's it, – any starting quarterback would be embarrassed to get benched by someone right. that's younger, more inexperienced, just kind of like Eli Manning in New York. You know, he gets benched by the rookie Daniel Jones. I can only imagine how embarrassed he is or, how, well, really, how pissed off he is about it. And Randy Dalton, 
unlike Eli Manning, he's going to get another shot at keeping his starting job again. So do I think he's going to come out with some fire? Yeah, I do. Um, will it make a bunch of a difference, though? No, because and it's like it's like you've been saying this whole time, and I and I agree 100. percent They need a J Green. Bottom line. Yep. Period. They need a J Green in the lineup, or else they're they're not really doing anything. No, Tyler Boyd, good receiver, but he's not a J Green, Sonny. So that's when the difference is going to come. Is, is if a J Green does make his way back into the starting lineup, back onto the field, that's when you're going to see a different thing. Definitely. So who are you making the pick for? Who are you? Are you, it sounds like that you're not very, um, very uh, positive about the Bengals getting the victory today. I'm not Sonny. I'm taking the Jets. Um, Oh, you sound so much better. What did you do? Um, I'm driving. <laughs> I haven't done anything different. Oh. So maybe it's maybe okay. it's where I'm at. It's better reception. <laughs> but um, look, here's my thing. Bengals are 0-11, and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about it. And I know your answer to this. Was it really the best move? <laughs> you know, you look back, was firing Marvin Lewis the best the best thing for the Bengals to do? You can't help but think about it. Uh, yeah, the think about it is one thing, but when you don't have A.J. Green in the lineup, that kind of takes you a step back. If A.J. Green was in the lineup, I might have throw, uh, threw one out for this one. I might have. Right. No. But with I, the I, fact I, that A.J. I mean, Green is not in the lineup, I can't see – how we can go ahead and, and and move with it because I, there's not an offensive juggernaut on this football team that you got to worry about. Um, and I don't think now is there an opportunity the Jets can go in there and think, well, we got an easy win? I don't think so because I don't think the Jets think that way. They're not a great football team in the first place, Cuervo. So you got that to worry about right. as far as the Jets are concerned. Yes, very true. Yeah, neither one of these teams are good, Sonny. It's just, you know, the Jets are are doing some things right, and, you know, their schedule kind of plays in their favor too. So that's why they've been able to, you know, grab a couple of wins in the past few weeks. Um, You know, they'll probably win today. But once they get back into a more challenging part of their schedule, because I think they play New England one more time uh, before the season's over. You know, I, I mean, Unless it's week 17 and the Patriots are benching everyone, I don't see them beating the Patriots. So, you know, I'm not saying the Jets are are, are, are a contender, but, you know, just like how I was talking about the Atlanta Falcons last week, I just think they're doing some things right and it's, it's working and they're able to win football games. So we're both going to go ahead and we are, are going to go with the Jets. That's going to take us into our next game, and I'm going to tell you something. Show. The Philadelphia Eagles, they are 5-6. and six. They're sitting second in the NFC East. And that when I made that banner, they are still there. But 
Uh, they take on a Miami Dolphins football team that's 2-9, and nine, sort of like the Giants. But I, I think the difference between the Giants and the Lions, even though they're 2-9, and nine, I think uh, are the Giants. The Giants and the Dolphins. I think that we. I think the Dolphins are definitely a better football team because they got guys that are really in reality. If you think about it, they are applying for jobs for next year. Not a lot of those guys on my on the Miami Dolphins are going to be with this football team next year, so they're definitely applying for jobs, and that's always a big thing when you think about what's going on. But I, I'll tell you, Guervo, looking at this game. You know, it is so vital for the Philadelphia Eagles not to drop the ball because they will get into a tie with the Dallas Cowboys. And talking about the rest of the schedule for the Eagles being the cakewalk, a win here is one of those games that are part of the cakewalk before they end up giving to the uh, Dallas Cowboys. They got two games before they will get to the Dallas Cowboys after this. And your expectations for the Philadelphia Eagles going into this game is that they need to win this to get tied. And then by the time they get to the Dallas Cowboys, you know, depending on what the Cowboys do, they got Chicago next week. And then they got, if I'm not mistaken, either the Giants or Washington, either one. Uh, it could be a pretty vital. It could be a pretty vital game if the Philadelphia Eagles don't get this week win, as well as the next two. I have Philadelphia actually finishing out the rest of the season undefeated. So, looking at this game, Cuervo, what's coming to your mind when you're looking at it? Well, I mean, first things first, Sonny. I, I don't see the Eagles dropping the ball today. Um, I fully expect them to win. Um, but I will tell you this. If somehow, some way, the Dolphins upset the Philadelphia Eagles, you know that same fork that you use to stick it in the, not just my back, but in the Chicago Bears' back? You can use that same fork for the Philadelphia Eagles as well. Interestingly enough, and, you know, uh, there, there's just some things that I was looking at as far as this game was concerned, Cuervo. So let's just take a look at the Eagles lost the past two weeks. Uh, to the Patriots and to the Seahawks. Those are uh, two teams that are very big-time contenders, not pretenders, but contenders for the postseason. Um, So that was something I was looking at. Uh, They're lucky to get this game in reality um, as far as that is concerned. So that is huge for them uh, coming into this one. Also, the Eagles, you know, with that soft – talk about the two games that – Oh, and I just lost Cuervo, um, so I'm not sure uh, if we'll get him back or if he's moving into the house. Um, the, so, um, you know, looking at that game, the Eagles have a soft December. Uh, uh, the rest of the games, in reality, for the um, the Eagles, they got a really nice soft um, schedule going into this one. So that's always something to look at as far as that is concerned. Um, also, let me go move back into the center part here. Uh, so uh, hopefully we'll get Quer- – oh, there's Cuervo. He's back here. So I got to go back. So uh, the the soft December schedule that is there, um, I'll bring – I'll put his picture back up in a couple minutes. The Eagles have um, uh, two games left, uh, the Giants and Washington – 
Um, both of those teams are two and nine, uh, so they don't. It, you want to talk about a nice little cushion? That's exactly what the Philadelphia Eagles got going, especially since they have the Miami Dolphins this week. So, uh, looking at the whole thing, that is huge for them as they move forward into this game. As far as the uh, Eagles are concerned, uh, more information: Deshaun Jackson's out for the season. Alshon Jeffries and Nelson Aguilar could return this week. Um, they may decide to keep them out. I think that will all depend on what's happening out on the football field. Uh, they can't afford to lose a Nelson Aguilar or and, and at the same time, Deshaun Jeffrey Cuervo, I think is a huge uh, situation for them as well. Um, they, they can't afford Deshaun Jackson to be out, especially if they end up making the playoffs. They need them for the playoffs, don't you think? Yeah, they definitely do, Sonny. And, I mean, I mean they're not going to get Deshaun Jackson back for the season. Um, and I thought he was going to be the biggest difference maker uh, just because of how much of a deep threat he, he is and how much attention uh, that he that he, uh, that he gets, when, especially when he's running, uh, you know, deep routes. And so it makes a huge difference. But... Um, you know, get any right now, honestly, Sonny, any help, even if it's one of those guys, even if they get just Alshon back or just Nelson Aguilar, it's better than yep. having none of those guys. You know what I mean? So, um, whatever help that the Eagles can get on the on the at the wide receiver court, obviously will will help. I mean, today today's the exception. I don't I don't see them desperately needing those guys, but. It's just all about those guys getting healthy for for the you know later part of the schedule and making that push for the playoffs. So um, you know they might not rush them in today, but uh, starting next week they might want to they might want to get some uh, you know a, a little more attention to getting those guys back. So, uh, but what I was saying before before it cut off on me was that. Uh, so as far as the Eagles, if, if they find a way to lose this game today, Sonny, you know, that same fork that you used to stab uh, myself and uh, the whole Chicago Bears organization in the back, you can use that same fork to stick in the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Don't well, think we you know, that, that's good. You, you are on our radar, my friend. You are on the radar. That it has to be that way. So, <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, let me ask you a question, Cuervo. Where are you right now, and how how soon will we get you on video? Do you know yet? Um, so I'm about, I'd say, ten to fifteen minutes, depending on traffic, away from home, and then I'll immediately jump on uh, to my laptop and get the stream going. All right, very good. So that's something to keep track of. Um, uh, hold on, and let me hit this. Wait, let's go. Why, why didn't that work? Okay, hit that button. All right, so in that case, since you are still here, uh, we're going to go on and hit into the next game. Uh, we'll do this one, then we'll go to break, and then by that time you'll probably be all set for the video portion of what's happening here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Let's head into the next game.
Well, the 49ers, 10-1. and The Ravens, 9-2. and This right here, Cuervo, is the marquee game of the week um, as uh, what you'll be looking at as far as us looking at the list and the schedule uh, for the games. Um, and this one right here really just kind of just takes it over. There's a couple of interesting games. There's uh, Sunday night football is really good, but there's only really one other game that I think if you want to call, and I don't know if you can even call the other game I'm thinking of as marquee, this right here might be the marquee of the day games. Um, you, you know, the 49ers being 10-1 and one and really just having a good week last week. And the Ravens, 9-2, and two, everybody's talking about them being the best team in the NFL. I don't know if I'm falling for that. Um, I might have fallen for the fact that I might have been... <laughs> Uh, I might have been wrong about uh, the one Lamar Jackson. I, I don't know if I'm wrong or not. Uh, but that being said, Cuervo, um, when you're looking at this game and the, the impact of this game and what's going on in this game is going to be huge on the uh, as far as this game is concerned. So when you're looking at it, what are you going to look at in this game? Well, first things first, Sonny, I, I'm just – I'm hoping that this game lives up to the hype, you know, because a lot of times we get games like this and they wind up being good. Uh, and for, for, for Ravens fans or 49ers fans, for NFL fans, I really am hoping that this game is going to be worth watching. Um, if, it, if it's actually, you know what, I'm so interested in this game, Sonny, that I might not even watch Red Zone. I might just watch this game on the regular broadcast and during commercials, I'll switch over to red zone. Like that's how interested I am in this game. And that's how good of a game. I what are you a trader? <laughs> uh, absolutely not. But look, don't tell Scott Hansen. All right. Not tell Scott Hansen, please. Yeah. No kidding. I, 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 I must, I must keep my loyalty to the NFL red zone. But uh, no, I mean, I'll you might have, you, you, you're a trader. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, sonny. Great. I'm not going to be co-hosting anymore. Ah. This has just just made my day. But uh, no, I mean, no. Honestly, though, I mean, I think I'm going to flip back and forth uh, because I, I I really want to. Because look, think about it, and people are already calling it a Super Bowl possible Super Bowl preview. And look, if 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 we're going to get this game again in February, I might as well take a deep dive into you know the how this game plays out and I don't know if red zone is going to give us enough to really analyze what you see in this game. So that's why I want to focus if, if it's on TV a little more on this one, um, because like you said, none of the other games are really grabbing your attention unless you're, you know, Steeler, you know, Steeler, uh, uh, Browns fan or AFC, you know, AFC North or, um, you know, like you said, tonight's, tonight's game with the Texans and the, and the Patriots, but, but anyhow, uh, you know, I look at this one and, and to me, I think what really stands out in this game, Sonny, are, are the defenses. Uh, you know, San Francisco's playing lights out. Baltimore is, is a lot better than I expected on defense just because of all the, all the losses that they had, uh, you know, losing uh, CJ Mosley, a linebacker, Losing Eric Weddle at safety, they they, they trade away. Uh, um, uh, who was it that they traded? They traded someone else away too, and I can't think of who it was. But 
you know, just just all those those changes that they had on defense. I honestly didn't expect much from Baltimore this year, and like you said, they've proven us <clears throat> they've proven us wrong. Yeah, you're having a hard time. <laughs> I'm having a really hard time. This is I need some coffee, but no. In all seriousness, I mean that might be it. Yeah, I, I mean honestly, like Lamar Jackson is 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 the story of the year. I don't care what anybody says. Absolutely. There, there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no way to try and convince me anything else. Lamar Jackson has stolen the storylines this year so far. Am I, am I saying he's a lock for the MVP? Absolutely not. Because anything could happen. The Ravens could wind up losing every game in December to include today. Uh, and now we're not talking yep. about Lamar Jackson anymore. He could get hurt. MVP. So, yeah, or he could get hurt. I mean, anything can happen. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to book it that he's the MVP. But boy, if the season ended today, Sonny, and I had to vote, how could you not vote for this guy? You look at the spark that he's I brought. Know, I know. I think I Ravens. would. I, I know. I think I would, Cuervo, because that that's been one that's been tough to swallow for me. But I'll admit that I've been wrong. But uh, Ravens right now, the league's top ranked. Uh, rushing attack and averaging 35 points a game. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, you think of it. You got, you got to figure out how you're going to score more than that um, if you're a team that's playing them. Uh, the 49ers, though, they have the top-ranked defense and um, and the rematch, really, in reality, of Super Bowl 47 and a potential Super Bowl uh, preview. Everybody's talking about. I don't know. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll need each other. In reality, uh, more quick. I don't know, but the by the way, just to let everybody know, just an injury update: the Ravens have placed their kicker um, uh, or Matt uh, Scora on injured reserve this week, so that is uh, something to keep in mind for the Ravens. Um, Deshaun Jackson leads the NFL with a 7.1 yard per carry. Cuervo, 7.1 yard. Now, if he doesn't even get his average all the time. All they can do is run the ball and get the first down all day long. That's one of the things I, when I look at that stat, which really makes me kind of mad about him um, because that, that stat shouldn't be coming from a quarterback, but it is. Uh, so uh, that mm-hmm. being said, of course, uh, that should be interesting. Man, you just uh, Hopefully you're just in a better spot. But uh, So uh, this one is a tough one to pick, Cuervo. I, I you know, when you think about the championship, what do they always say about the championship? Defense wins championships. But it's totally different during the season. And this one here was the hardest one that I – and I have written it down. I know which I'm, what I'm going to pick. But, man, just in two seconds in a breath that I could say that I'm going to take the 49ers in this game, I can flip back and say the Baltimore Ravens. But here's one thing that I'll say. If the 49ers win this game, and that's my pick, by the way, um, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to sell out the Lamar Jackson and say, "Well, all right, let's make sure he doesn't run on us forever, and um, we and then see if he can beat us through the air." And they're gonna have a hard time with that, at least as far as what I'm looking at. So I'm going San Francisco in this one. Where are you headed on this one? You know, Sonny, I'm gonna go on the other side on this one. I'm actually gonna take the Baltimore Ravens because I just think they're more. 
of a uh, complete team. I think they're playing uh, a little more in sync with each other than the 49ers are. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that the 49ers are a bad team or that they, you know, they're a fluke or anything like that. I think a lot of people expected the Niners to be better just simply because Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy. Uh, but I just – something – Really, you know, to be honest, you know what it really comes down to? Nobody has stopped, Nobody has been able to figure out how to stop Lamar Jackson. And until somebody shows it That's on true. the field how to do it, and not even the New England Patriots could do it. So what, what makes you believe that the 49ers are going to be able to do it? I'm not saying the Ravens are going to blow them out. I'm just saying that, look, that Lamar Jackson is going to make enough plays. The defense is going to make just enough plays to get the victory. So... That's why I'm gonna, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens, and plus they're at home. The game's in Baltimore. Yep, always something to look at as far as that's concerned. That's a good point, Cuervo. Um, so uh, they're home. Yeah, I I just you know I'm going to go the defense. The defense for the 49ers has really kind of been playing you know for lack of a better word light, lights out. Um, you know, of course they've had their problems, and they've you know, but um, I, I I think that I. I, if the 49ers are going to move forward and make themselves as a valid um, a valid uh, option, I guess you can say, a valid option in this one, uh, they they got to do it. They got to put it this way. Um, they got to get the win against a good quality football team before I'm going to buy into them in the playoffs. So this one right here will de- depend upon what they're going to do. Uh, moving forward and into the playoffs. So you about five minutes until the camera because I'm going to go. I think we're going to go ahead and go to a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Is that about where you're at, my friend? Yeah, about five at the very most ten. Okay, very most ten. All right, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead. We're going to take the quick break on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll bring in Cuervo on the video side of this. We'll, uh, what I will do until then, I will have Cuervo go ahead and just uh, you know, keep your blog talk open. Go ahead and mute that for right now, and uh, we'll go to the video portion of this when you go back. But we need to keep you on blog talk so we're all set and ready to go. So we're going to do that. We're going to go to a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You're listening to the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, uh, as we are in our 10th year, um, an exciting stuff for the rest of the season. Uh, again, in case Cuervo didn't know, I'll just throw this out here. Uh, Cuervo is on, you know, about ready to enter into his 10th year in April. He'll be on the Couch Potato Sports Show for the 10th year. We'll be on air for the 11th, so uh, he's been joining us for a long period of time. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take that quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Uh, when we come back, we'll jump more into the games that are set on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, we will be right back. Give me a second, guys, because I'm the director as well as producer and we'll be back. Uh, hold on. Yep, there we go. And all I got to do is hit this button over here. Right. Where is it at? Right there. We'll be back here on the couch potato. This is Sunday's White Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about budget blinds of Rowlett. Tell us what you love. We'll make it happen with the custom drapes, pillows, rugs, bedding, 
custom color matching, and specialized covering for skylights and hard-to-reach windows. We do it all for you, whether it's designing, measuring, or installing. So check out Budget Blinds of Rowlett, serving Rowlett, Wiley, Saxe, and Garland. Give them a call at 972-722-9300. That's 972-722-9300. Budget Blinds of Rowlett, where we listen to our customers' needs. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Liberty Air and Heat. Everybody knows what the Texas Heat can do your air conditioning and heating systems. That's why you need the experts that deliver the best and most honest service in the Rowlett area. We provide the high-quality air conditioning and heating services that keep you more comfortable when you need it. We strive to always meet and exceed customers' expectations, competency, and accountability, as well as satisfaction. So contact Liberty Air and Heat at 469-678-9444 or visit them on the web at libertyairandheat.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Landon Huey and 19 Ministries. One of the things we want to do is we have this idea, the name that's kind of sticking right now is Rowlett Revival. And we know that there are a lot of hurting um, and broken people across the city. Um, out of a population of 60,000, there's close to 40,000 that aren't saved. And we want to do like a Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we will bring in a guest speaker and he's just going to share the love of Christ and we want to connect people in the city up with churches and where they can find a healthy church family and find people that believe in them and find a God that loves them. Jesus came for a broken world and man, he, he loves and cares for everybody in the city and so we're excited about that. We're working through details right now but our vision is to see God's going to reach a lot of people. So make sure you contact Landon Huey at 19 Ministries at 972-835-8665 or check them out on the web at 19ministries.org or uniteroulette.org. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, asking, are you looking for a new home? Want to know what your house could sell for in today's market? Then you need to contact realtor Jeremy Morgan with Ray Hubbard Real Estate Group at Keller Williams Rockwall. Whether you're buying, selling, leasing, or investing, he can help you get where you need to be. Visit RayHubbardRealEstateGroup.com or make an appointment today by calling 214-236-2914. That's 214-236-2914. Jeremy Morgan with Ray Hubbard Real Estate Group, Keller Williams, Rockwall. Find out how Merchant Masters, DFW, specializing in small business companies, can help you save money and protect your customers' information with our credit card processing and point-of-sale systems. In 95% of our cases, our services save our clients money. So, what makes Merchant Masters, DFW, different from all the others? It's an integrity-first approach to each client we work with so you receive the very best including financial savings, lowest possible rates, superior technology, and improved support. So claim your free audit at MerchantMastersDFW.com or contact John Beeman at 262-339-5470 for more information. That's 262-339-5470. Merchant Masters DFW, different from all the rest. 
This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about RowlettFood.com. Do you want to have dinner delivered but you don't want to use Uber Eats? Contact someone locally that can do the same thing at a better price and faster. All you have to do is pick a restaurant on the list at the website, tell us what you'd like to order, then check out, and you'll have your food within 25 to 45 minutes, depending on distance. Check out RowlettFoods.com for your next meal at Raising Cane's, Golden Pie, Ponchos and Lefty, and more. Give us a call at 972-408-8002 or check us out on the web at RowlettFood.com. Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, as we are covering all the games here on a Sunday morning. Of course, that's what we just do best here. Um, as we go, we're going to get Cuervo here on the videos here very soon, guys. And the reason why we're going to just switch to that, uh, we're going to figure out. I've I've got to use my brain this next week uh, to figure out how we can do a flawless going to, back and forth from blog talk and having a little bit of better sound on the video portion, so you can hear Cuervo when he is not able to be up on the video side. Uh, up uh, as far as that is concerned. So. Um, uh, just reading a message here from Cuervo. Uh, he's going to join us on the stream, but he's expecting an important phone call, so he'll jump off the stream when that happens, and then he'll get back up on uh, when he's done with the call. And that could be just sudden, so I just want to keep everybody else uh, uh, aware of what's going on as far as that is concerned. So welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. Happy holidays, as you can catch us over here on Facebook. Live as well as um, the uh, YouTube, uh, so that that's a pretty interesting thing. There, getting us on YouTube uh, was something that I wanted to try to do. Um, in the future, we'll work on the Instagram and as well as Periscope. We can do Periscope, uh, but we didn't get very many people watching there, so we need to get a a little bit more uh, notice up on that before we'll jump more into the Periscope uh, situation and uh, what we'll do there. So. That takes us to the games that you're, we're covering here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as our Sunday morning tradition continues on here. Um, so that being said, let's do that. Let's hit the, let's hit the next game that's up uh, for grabs here. And it's an interesting game in reality. Like I said earlier when I was talking with Cuervo, um, you know, the, it's the lack of maybe having a good game here and there sometimes is really Uh, 
Jaguars here today. There's my uh, the Jaguar up on the corner over here. What's over here? Uh, my other side there. So I'm supporting my Jaguar with my Jaguar jersey. I'll wear the blue one next week. Uh, but that being said, of course, that's the name of this show. There's still a game that's going on here, uh, and it, it could be very interesting um, as far as what's going to happen out on the football field. Both teams, four and seven, um, sitting at the bottom of the uh, AFC South. Um, you know, neither one of them are going to be making a run for it right now when you think about it. Uh, but some interesting information about coming out, and I'll go over this. Uh, Ronnie Harrison uh, has the concussion. Linebacker Miles Jack has got a knee. And uh, Najee Good, um, I, you know, some of these, these guys have been placed on IR. So we're not going to see the regular guys out on the football field for the Jacksonville Jaguars as they move forward. And that's important as far as where they're going to go because those guys are going to be back next year. So what do you do in these five games? Even though you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, no chance for the playoffs, you need to see what you're going to get with the future. So you're going to see a lot of guys being shuffled in and out in those positions, whether it's the safety or the linebacker spot um, out on the football field. So there's might be a problem with cohesiveness in this game. So whether or not that's good, bad, indifferent, or whatever the case may be, this is going to be a very interesting game. But, uh, but if you take a look at it, uh, Cuervo was telling me on our last show that he went ahead and put Jameis Winston in his fantasy league over Dak Prescott, which ended up being a good thing. But uh, Tampa Bay right now averaging 28.4 points a game and coming off a 35-22 to uh, 22 victory over Atlanta last week, even though Atlanta lost just this past week. Um, that whole situation is something to keep track of as well. Um, so, uh, you know, you, we're, we're seeing more scoring. And why are we doing that is because you are getting that uh, work with uh, Jameis Winston. Uh, Winston's thrown for 300 uh, or more yards in the last 11 games, uh, or, or uh, 300 yards or more and 11 touchdowns. And in, but the biggest problem with Jameis Winston, and everybody knows what it is before I say it, it's the turnover factor without, without question. Um, 19 times, and uh, with, with, of those 19, 15 of them are interceptions. Um, that is something that they can't be very uh, uh, impressed of or proud of, but what they can be proud of, their wide receivers are amazing. Mike Evans, 1,043 yards, seven touchdowns. Chris Goodwin, he's got 1,071 yards and nine touchdowns as well. Um, so they are getting it. If Jameis Winston can deliver the ball, they're getting a very good. They're getting very good production out of uh, those guys right there, and it makes Jameis Winston's job a lot easier. But the Jaguars in the last three games. They're allowing more than 200 yards rushing. So we may, and I say may, may see Winston out there rushing the football. Um, as they gave up the 200 yards to the Houston uh, Texans, Indianapolis Colts, and the Tennessee Titans. And what do they all have in common? All in the AFC South. Um, so uh, interesting thing there, um, you know, all sitting you know what the rivalry that this is. The Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay uh, uh, 
uh, rivalry with the Jacksonville Jaguars is always something to watch for. So watch out for that one. Now also, uh, Shaquille Barrett, um, career best, 12 and a half sacks, tied for most in the league. So that's something to keep uh, track of as well as this game is going. And, and I, you know, as much as I want to pick the Jaguars in this game, they're just not stopping anybody, guys. I, I would love to be able to say Jacksonville Jaguars go. I, I will hope for them to get the victory. I don't see how they're going to get it. And that is the biggest problem with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Where are they now? How are they going to move? So we're going to see a lot of guys coming in and out of the game as well, which never makes me feel good, okay? When you got guys shuffling in and out and not a cohesive unit on the field at all times, it just means you're not a good football team, and that's obvious because of the way that they'll be uh, uh, shipping people in and out of the lineup. So watch for that. That's something to keep uh, track of as you move forward and watch the Jacksonville Jaguars for the rest of the season and within this game. But my, I, as much as my heart wants me to go ahead and pick the Jacksonville Jaguars, I can't do it because there's nothing there that makes me inclined that I, I have got to do this. And, uh, and Jacksonville, whether it be Nick Foles coming back, is he in the mix? Their running game hasn't been there, even though it should, although I think they should have bailed up on the, uh, the running game a long time ago in Jacksonville. Uh, the name, his name is slipping my mind. I'll think of it in a second, but, I'm, you know, right now when you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, it, you're not, you, you shouldn't be impressed with anything that's happening, whether it's out on the defensive side of the ball or the offensive side of the ball. The defense gets rid of their best player, ships them over to the Rams, and that that right there tells you where they feel about the future of this franchise. And I and I'll say this: If I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm saying, dude, you're going absolutely nowhere. You're under contract. You can be pissed off all you want, and you can come up with all the excuses why you won't play. But here's the thing: If you don't play enough, you're not going to be out on the football field. So you make up your mind how you're going to do this. And you know, and just as I say that, um, I I think, and I could be wrong, and I've been known to be wrong, but I will say this: The Jaguars need this game to work toward the future to see what they may or may not have. And I, I'm just going to tell you, I don't see a lot of it happening. So that being said, of course, that's the name of this show. Let's see what uh, – there he is, Cuervo, all set and ready to go. What do you think about this game? I think this is a very important game for both teams as far as even though these teams suck, I think it's more important for Tampa Bay to continue with what they've been doing and build off of that offensive uh, thing that they're doing, and I think they'll be able to get it done against my Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. Definitely. Yep. Yeah, he got hurt.
Yep, yep. Right. It very, very hugely inconsistent. Let me ask a question. Do you have your wired headphones handy by any chance? Because oh, actually, this is coming through the video. What I'm going to do, I want you to disconnect and then come back in because you're, 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 I heard every word, but it kind of broke up a little bit. So disconnect from the video and retry to connect to the video, and then I'll, I'll bring you back in when you make the reconnection. So disconnect really quick on that, and then come back in. Are you capable of doing that for me? Yeah, so we'll, we'll do that. We'll have Cuervo go ahead and jump into this. He'll be back here to try to get a better stream with him as far as his audio was concerned. Uh, so hopefully we'll get him back here uh, fairly quickly. Yeah, I am on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even though neither one of these uh, two football teams are worth a nickel. Um, in reality, uh, I'd, I'd love to see the Jaguars win. I'll, I'll root for them, but I just don't think we're going to end up seeing what we are going to need to see when you're talking about the, the game is, is concerned. Um, so something to keep track of as we move forward. Uh, we're at the top of the hour. This is a good time for uh, Cuervo not, you know, having the connection, so we'll get him back in. What we'll do is we'll jump into our commercials here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Oh, I know how to do it. Um, so, uh, before we end up doing that, uh, guys, keep track of the Couch Potato Sports Show as we move forward uh, into uh, what we do best, okay, which is football. Um, the, uh, the playoffs are coming, and we need to we need to hammer down on what we think is going to end up happening as far as the team is concerned. Where are the teams going to be? Where are they going to line up? And, guys, we're going to put together a playoff show uh, probably uh, before because you got to remember that when those things go on Saturday, uh, what's going to happen is those first week uh, playoffs, they happen on Saturday. So what we're going to have to do is we are going to have to uh, get set and do a different show. We might have to do it on a Friday night. I'm not sure what Cuervo's uh, lineup is for, but that being said, of course, that's the name of our show. Uh, we'll try to get that part squared away and, uh, and going from there. Um, hold on one second. Um, I have ran into a little bit of a problem because my computer, actual computer crashed, but I am all set and ready to go ready to go. Let me hit this. So that's what we're going to do. So when when you're going to be talking playoffs and everything else, uh, when they go into the first round, those Saturday games, we are going to go ahead and uh, get on air. And again, I'm not sure if it's going to be Thursday, not sure if it's going to be Friday or how it's going to end up happening, but we're going to try to do that and get it all squared away so we can bring you what we think we're going to see in those games. Now, um, that, that also being said, that's the name of our show. 
Um, we the, the interesting situation as they move as we move forward is is where um, wh- where teams are going to lie and who's going to play who. That's the big question as you take a look at these games. So. We're going to do this. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we will check in on all that. And uh, there's Cuervo or uh, 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 Brian Tarvin talking a little bit about uh, his team and uh, what they did. Uh, good, good stuff. How about the Auburn Tigers uh, getting the victory? That is so huge. I think so. Uh, we'll talk a little. We'll talk to him about that when he gets time. So let's do this. Let's Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting located in Rowlett. Did you know that Perfection Body Sculpting doesn't just offer laser lipo and radio frequency for body contouring? We also offer cellulite reduction and skin tightening, as well as thermal lift and cosmetic and collagen facial creams, as well as top-of-the-line facial masks to help reduce fine wrinkles. There are also gift certificates as well as gift baskets with awesome products in it. Call today for your appointment and get three 24 gold facial masks with the purchase of a $69 consultation that includes a 30-minute laser lipo session. So contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionbodysculpt.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullen at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. There is nothing that beats good home-cooked barbecue. Since 1941, Dickey's Barbecue has done all the cooking and you take all the credit. Whether you want real Texas brisket, Virginia ham, southern pulled pork, or fall-off-the-bone ribs, 
Dickey's Barbecue is the place to go. Choose from our favorite sides of barbecue beans, creamy coleslaw, potato salad, jalapeno beans, and many more. Come see us today at our Rowlett location, 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110, in the Target Shopping Center. Whether you want to eat in or take it home, we will fix you up. Don't forget, for your next event, call the catering guy at 972-345-6424. That number again is 972-345-6424. Come visit us today at 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110 in the Target Shopping Center. Also, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dickies Rowlett. For lip-smacking, rib-tickling, knee-slapping, foot-stomping, great-tasting barbecue, come see us at Dickie's Barbecue today. The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62 because these decisions are so important. My firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costlo Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costlo Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road, where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costloinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? Welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. Back into it. Uh, Quervo's still um, trying to make a better connection up on the video. We should get him back here fairly soon as we are covering all the games that you'll catch in the NFL today. Thanks for joining us on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Check us out on Wednesday or Thursday. It's just whenever I want it, just because I want to. It's usually on Wednesday or Thursday, depending on what's going on in the news, depending on how busy I may be. Uh, and it's usually around 10 o'clock. It's something that we, you know, it's just an extra added thing um, uh, as far as what I'm thinking about. Sometimes we'll get Cuervo. Sometimes I'll bring on a guest. Sometimes I won't. Um, what I am going to do is, is I'm going to bring in a former WWE tag team champion along as part of Men on a Mission Sir Mo, along with Mabel, Mabel, who has passed away. Uh, guys, uh, I do the commentary for Sore Championship Wrestling, which is uh, Sir Mo's um, uh, wrestling promotion that he does. So um, we'll be doing that, and we're having the big promotion that happens in February. It's, it, it's like the WrestleMania of his uh, his. Um, uh, 
uh, wrestling promotion. And uh, he uh, has chosen me to continue on and do the uh, do the uh, yeah commentary for that. So uh, we'll be bringing on Sir Mo. We'll talk a little bit. I want to go back into his history um, because I remember them, but the backstories behind of what's going on as far as men on a mission and things of that sort. I, those are the things that I'm really interested in. I want to learn a little bit more about. Uh, men on a mission themselves and things like that. Uh, so you'll hear it directly from a former WWE tag team champion, um, and we'll be bringing him on this show. It's really fantastic. And uh, the fun that we have with what we do um, as far as the promotion is concerned is, is, is outstanding. So I'm looking forward to having more fun with him. i got to turn on my computer. Give me two seconds, ladies and gentlemen as my computer has crashed. Uh, but I don't need the computer in reality to do what we do here on a Sunday morning sometimes with what I did to get primed and prepped for this one. I'm ready to go. I don't necessarily need the computer, although I want the computer. Just mainly uh, I, I can maybe check up on some things that I don't know about. But that being said, of course, that's the name of this show. Uh, we're going to head on into the next game on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And an interesting game like here um, because the Titans, who are 6-5, and five, they take on the Indianapolis Colts who are also 6-5, and five, and that is going to be a huge game because guess what? The Texans, 6-5. and five. So, you know, actually, I think the Texans are 7. Uh, they, they, let me, I, and actually, I can't check that. Um, I got to get an update as far as where the Texans are. They, they play, I think, on, in the evening, um, the Texans, the Texans. Let me find that. Where, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, the Texans, the Texans. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, I can't find it. I'll find it in a moment. Uh, if someone's watching, let me know what the record is. But in reality, I got it on this for a reason. I did do the research. Uh, this could be a battle for first place, depending on what happens at, as far as Houston is concerned. And Houston is taking on uh, the uh, New England Patriots. So a lot riding here. Uh, big time uh, also information that I don't have up on my list that I just heard. Uh, T.Y. Hilton not going to be in the game for the uh, the Indianapolis Colts. That, along with not having Eric Ebron in the lineup, is going to really be huge for this football team as they move forward trying to get the victory today. Now, this game is in uh, Indianapolis, so you got that home field advantage quite possibly working for you if you are the Indianapolis Colts. But there's a lot of things to keep in track of as well. Their quarterback position, how is uh, Jacoby Brissett? Is he ready, really ready to go and ready to play? And you look at the, um, the situation as far as they're concerned, the Titans. You know, they have 842 total yards over the past two games, guys. That's over 421 yards a game. Yeah, I did that, I did that math right there in that big noggin of mine. So um, you're looking at an averaging close to 30 points a game, 29.4 uh, over the last five games. And that's because of Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is 5-1 and one since he's taken over at the quarterback position. So the Titans, they may not be the football team that you look at and go, you've got to worry about. 
But Ryan Tannehill is not necessarily a scrub, even though he kind of is. I get it. I get it. You may not, you may not in reality, uh, trust Ryan Tannehill after his works that you've seen over at, at uh, the um, Miami Dolphins. But at the same time, you've got to look at some of the other things that could end up uh, happening with them. Also, guys, here's another one that I have done forgot about. Um, the Colts' Marlon Mack has a broken right hand, and he is a Pro Bowl tight end. They push him on injured reserve. So three huge injuries just within this week. Well, last week was Eric Ebron, T.Y. Hilton not being in the lineup. Then you put uh, the running back, Marlon Mack, um, out. Uh, so, you know, uh, uh, it, it's just not really good, you know, as far as that's concerned. Yet they have another injury as well. I forget the name of the other guy right there. So there's a lot that is heading the Colts' way, and one of the things that is heading their way is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a badass. We can sit here and talk about whatever it is. And listen, I've talked about on this show that I'm not impressed with running backs who get 1,000 yards a season. Well, there's still five more games left to go for Derrick Henry to be that guy that I think if you're going to be a great running back, you'll end up with 1,200, somewhere near 1,200 yards you know, in that area. Right now, the Texans running back Derrick Henry is only nine yards from his second straight 1,000-yard season. So, Probably on his first or second carry, he's going to get that thousand yards. Then the rest of the year, he's going to—I don't want to say that he is going to go ahead and um, how you say coast, because that part's not going to end up happening. But you know, Derrick Henry, that guy is super bad. So the Texans think Greg. I appreciate that with the update. They—they uh, they are seven and four. Uh, for the Houston Texans. That's why this game is also, and I see you there, Cuervo. Give me a second, and I'll get you back in here in just a moment. Um, so look out for that. Let me go ahead and bring on, let's see if that uh, stream is uh, Cuervo. Uh, Derrick Henry, he's a be- he's a badass. I mean, he's a bona fide badass. 1,000 yards, got five more games left to go in order. Could you imagine if he could average – this guy could get over 12, uh, 1,200, maybe close to 1,300 yards, and that right there solidifies me as when I look at running backs as a badass. That's true. Yes, he does.
Yep. Yep. That that's what that that's what considers me as a bona fide badass. I mean, you know, to go back because I kind of I feel the same way about you. I mean, because in the NFL, the running backs are you know the the, the standard is a thousand yards a, a season, and everybody's all hopped up. Just do the math on that. There's 16 games a, a season. Just do the math. That puts it about 74 in between 74 and 80. Off the top of my head, that's where those numbers are, and that doesn't impress Sonny Clark. Okay, if you, if you do 1600 yards, that's 100 yards a game. Now now you've gained my attention, and that's what we're getting with Derrick Henry. Um, and Again, some huge injuries coming on the uh, Indianapolis side right now. When you take a look at it, losing Eric Ebron, um, you're not going to have T.Y. Hilton in the game. Um, you got Mac that is on IR, so there's a big loss there as well. Um, so there's a lot of things that the Colts are going to have to look at, And but, but you look at the defense. And remember, we you're talking on this show, they have got to shore up that defense. Well, you know, Henry doing what he's doing, guess what? Um, you're looking at what's about ready to come at you. The Colts have really, I mean, they've really learned how to stop the run, but this is a football team that's been built that way. The criticism of the Indianapolis Colts is their defense as far as the secondary is concerned. Yeah, when you're looking at this game, Cuervo, and with the the injury.
Absolutely. And, yes, Houston has the one game on both of them. Houston has the New England Patriots. They are 7-4. and four. Uh, These two teams meeting up. Both are 6-5. and five. And Tennessee right now is definitely in the spot. Uh, you know, you look at this division of football, I think you're only going to see the division champions making the playoffs as uh, the Buffalo Bills have all really much, pretty much wrapped up one of those wild cards. So that means there's only one other wild card for the rest of the AFC. So uh, I think that's all you're going to get. And Tennessee coming off and playing really well and with the tough game that the Houston Texans have going on uh, coming up here this, uh, uh, I think that's Sunday night football, um, that's going to be a tough one for them in you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm still undecided about who I think is going to win that game, but that is something that you that we got to take a look at as we move forward in the this one. It should be really interesting. Um, so, um, you know, you're going to go ahead and go with the Indianapolis Colts. I am going Tennessee. I mean, I forgot to give you the quick updates here. As far as I, we have not got uh, Tarvin picks unless he put it in the messages, and I haven't he put seen him in. yet. He put them in, so we'll give his yep. kicks and I'll, 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 during the show. Uh, my brother's on Tennessee. Um, by the way, the Baltimore, the Baltimore, San Francisco game we were talking about. My brother's on Baltimore as well. Square I'm on San Francisco. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at Miami were crossed on that. And we're also crossed on the uh, Jets and the Green Bay Packers. I got the Cleveland Browns uh, when they take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, um, and we have not heard from Bryce. I don't know if we are going to hear from Bryce because he only has so much time available in the morning, and we were talking AFL at that time. So that's going to take us to the next game that's here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we come around Mall every Sunday. It's that being said, make sure you join us as we got a really cool setup here for the video. to say about this one more so than that, that a lot of the talk is about Kyle, uh, uh, Kyle Allen um, right now three touchdown performance in a 34-31 uh, loss against the Saints. Listen, that, that's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, they kept it close. Um, uh, I think they're good, they're, they're good enough to probably get a win here today against a Washington Redskins team that hasn't been able to really put it together. And, um, and he feels like they're close. Uh, to turning uh, things, things around, around uh, uh, as, as far as that team is concerned, concerned um, you know, and, and the Redskins are the Redskins. Now, the only thing about the Redskins is that this game was at home. I picked them because last week we did that for but we went away against the Green, grabbed up that Redskins check underneath the W side because they're a tough football team at home. I just don't think they're going to get that when they take on the Carolina Panthers today, do you? No, Sonny, I like I like Tarvin's Panthers as well today. Um, you know, number one, it's it's a road game for the Redskins, and, and as we just mentioned, that they're not very good on the road. Number two, uh, Kyle Allen is playing very well. Look, even though they lost that game in New Orleans last week, yep, I think it still builds some confidence, not just in Kyle Allen, and Allen himself, but I think Ron Rivera is starting to feel a lot more comfortable now about having him as – the quarterback moving forward for the Carolina Panthers because let's be honest, chances are Cam Newton will not be a Carolina Panther next year. So yeah. games like that, that shows Ron Rivera, whoever the head coach is going to be in Carolina next year, that look, 
we'll be able to compete in the division because that's always the number one thing. If you can win the division, if you can compete in the division, from there it just you know it, it, it progresses as far as how you compete in whether it's the AFC or NFC. It's, it all starts with how you how you stack up in your division and a game like that showing the you know the franchise that you could go on the road and hang with the New Orleans Saints team. Um, that can be signs of what's to come next year. And I think, I think even for games like that, like I said, I mean, Panthers fans, the organization, head coach, should feel really good about Kyle Allen being the quarterback uh, for the future of the Carolina Panthers. Well, I, I don't know if I feel very comfortable about Allen as the future of your franchise. I really don't. Uh, you know, maybe it's me. I just I'm not impressed. Uh, but maybe if we get more time and we'll see him more and everything else, we'll get an idea of what we can expect from him. By the way, the Panthers uh, got some injury problems. Defensive tackle Poe, uh, Devontae Poe's out. Greg Vaughn uh, uh, on on IRR. I'm sorry, Greg Van Roten and Darrell Williams is going to take the start for Kyle. I didn't complete the thought there on the banner, but those are the situations that are happening as far as that game is concerned. So something to look forward in that, uh, in the game. Um, you know, so I, I'm not sure where you are, Cuervo. What do you think about this one as the, uh, who are you picking? Keep pounding. I'm going to take uh, Tarvin's Panthers. I'm rolling with Tarvin's Panthers today. And, and I'm going to go with the Panthers just, just more in the fact of the situation. Um, you know, Washington, you know, you know, I like what, what ended up happening. I want to take a flyer on him. I don't know about Dwayne Haskins. I don't know if he's going to be any good or if he's not. Um, but it, out of it, you know what, Cuervo, I'm going, to, I'm going to do what everybody says that you shouldn't do, which is go back up on your first pick. I, I like Dwayne Haskins. I, you know. And this is not a good hmm. Panther football team. If this was a good football team, I would say, hey, Panthers, no problem. But they, they, with, with those, that last banner that I put up as far as some defensive players that are not in the football game and some you know, you know, different kinds of look at right now, I, you know what? I think I'm, like, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go against the, uh, against the grain. I'm going to take Washington just more in the fact to see if they can put it together, see if they can build off what they did last week. Um, you know, and by the way, get off of Dwayne Haskins, you know, but about the selfies on the side. I mean, the guy was excited. It was his first game. Yeah, I know he's a professional, but listen, those are those are things that he's going to remember forever. So I don't hold it against him at all. And if you do hold it against him, you're just some kind of punk. Um, you know, you got to give the kid a break on the first game. Um, yeah, out there. So uh, I I think I think everybody just lost it a little bit too much on that subject. Yeah, I mean that that is. <clears throat> I mean, it, it really depends on how you look at it, Sonny. I mean, you know, Dwayne Haskins has shown signs of that he can be an effective quarterback in this league. It's just he's so young right now that uh, it's 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 hard to tell. Just same thing with Kyle Allen. I mean, I'm not saying Kyle Allen is a franchise quarterback. I'm just saying that. The way he played last week and the way he's played this season so far, um, it, it's 
it's going to be easier to let let go of Cam Newton if that's what they decide to do. Um, I think you're right. I think they are going to do that. By the way, though, don't you? Uh, I'm 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 almost certain it's going to happen. I, I don't see them keeping Cam Newton. And it's crazy to think about because just what three four years ago, you're talking about this guy was the MVP of the league. Absolutely. Uh, and he took and he took the Panthers to the Super Bowl. So it just goes to show you how fast things can change in this league. And 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 if you don't continue to perform and you're not producing and look, you're, you're they don't care who you are. Like a Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning even got cut as a professional. So, and you're talking about one of the greatest of all time there. So, um, but uh, you know, Haskins though, I mean, he's 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 got he shows signs. He does, and uh, I think in the future with with a little bit more mentoring and, and, and some coaching and. And whatnot, I, I think he can be a good quarterback. Not great, you know, and, and whatnot, but I think he'll be good enough to to be a starter in this league. So, um, but I like I like Carolina today. Um, I just think, look, as long as Christian McCaffrey is playing, I always I will always give the Panthers a shot at winning yeah, football games. I'm like right with you on Christian McCaffrey. I love it, but you know, since the team hasn't been playing very well, we're kind of slowly seeing him slow down a little bit. Last game we didn't get what we wanted out of him. Even the game before that is probably not what I thought I was going to see as far as he was concerned. Um, as far as that, as far as the. Um, as, as far as that position is concerned. And it's an important position in reality when you think about it. The running back position for them right now is the most important because really, to be honest, Cuervo, it's all they got. This is very true. I mean, their best receiver is DJ Moore, who, you know, it's a guy that's inconsistent. You know, he, he does, you know, he has a good game. Like last week he had a great game, and I put him in my starting lineup. Got me. He got me a ton of points, but before that, you know, he was, you know, giving me eight, ten points, and it wasn't really uh, doing a whole lot. But um, yeah, at the wide receiver position for for the Panthers, um, it, there's there's not really a whole lot to uh, to be excited about if you're a Panthers fan. I mean, Greg Olson's a nice tight end. You know, I'm always going to have love for Greg Olson, but. Uh, but as far as, you know, guys that can get on the outside and, and, and make some plays, more shows signs of it, but he, again, it just hasn't been consistent enough. So right now, I mean, it's one of those situations where the Panthers have no choice but to use McCaffrey as much as they can uh, while teams are, you know, might not pay attention to it or they can get him – Find him, find ways to get him open, uh, you know, downfield or or even on screen passes. That's why you see the Panthers run so many screens because they really don't have any other choice, Sonny. I mean, yeah, yeah he's yeah. by far their best player. Yeah, and, and he makes things happen when the ball gets in his hands. I I would like to, you know, that's right. I know we don't see that. But I'd like to actually see him get further than five or ten yards down the field before he gets the ball in the air. I'd love to see Christian McCaffrey catch a 15, 20-yard pass and, and then, you know, either take it to the house or move forward on it. You know, just one of the things that I see. But 
Um, I, I'm still going to stay out with Washington, just more in the fact they don't have anything to lose. They, the coach has been on everybody's ass in there. So some some guys, that's what they need. Some guys, they actually like a Callahan type of coach um, when they uh, when they play uh, these, these games. So um, whether or not it hurts someone's feelings or not, I don't think too many players are worried about it um, as you move forward. So I'm going to go with Washington, just a flyer out there, kind of a little bit of upset as far as that's concerned. I got to get And Cuervo, this is an interesting game as well um, because this game is in Arizona. The Rams haven't been playing great football as of late. All you've got to do is look at the final scores on some of the games that you've seen out there. But here's one of the things that really, you know, when I'm looking at the team as far as, as – health is concerned. There's a lot of health that's going on. Arizona was on the bye, so they can get some of their guys back at it, are nicked and cut up, and the Rams are just, they've just been into some bad games right now where they've taken the losses. So the Arizona Cardinals, who are 3-7-1 coming off of their bye this week, and they want to stop a losing streak as well. So you've got a couple of teams within the same division trying to break a losing streak. And now which one will come out on top? I guess that's the biggest question. But when both teams are on the losing streak coming into it, um, it really – in this type of game, you'll find out who really wants it. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, as much as I, I hate to admit I was ooh-ooh, I was about the quarterback position in Arizona. Um, so far, it, even though it's 27-1, and one, and you look at – that number is good. God, that's less than 30% victory. Yeah, I did the math in my head. It's less than 30% because they play, play 11. But you, you see what could end up happening at the quarterback position. And if you are not set and ready to go with that, that's going to be a problem. And I think right now the Rams are our football team that has got to be aware about what's coming their way. Um, so, um but the Rams also want to get past that game they lost, and they're, they're glad this game is short, at least if you believe what Sean McVay said. I mean, yeah, it was short by a day, but, I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know. To me, that's not really a short week. A short week to me is, you know, you, you play Sunday and then you play again Thursday. But anyhow, how do I sound, Sonny? I'm, get, I'm getting messages saying that uh, I need a sound check yeah. real quick. Does it sound yeah, bad? Yeah. You're cutting it, just cutting a little bit in and out, and it's probably because of the wireless situation. Um, on on our software, it says that it's always better if it's uh, wired. Um, so I don't know, um, maybe next week. I, I don't know if we can try. And it, I, I mean, you're not using the headsets as far as your your audio, so I think it's the wireless situation going on there. Guys, deal with it. You can understand what he says up there, you know, so just deal with it. It's not it's not too horrible, but, yes, he is breaking up, Nick. We hear him. Um, so, but uh, we're going to ride with it because we only got uh, about 20 more minutes left to go in this show. Um, so, um, but in this game, you know, I, I've decided that maybe – there's something there. There's something to the Arizona Cardinals. I, I, again, guys, I'm not saying that the Arizona Cardinals are a good football team, but they they took it to the San Francisco 49ers on the 49ers football field. They didn't have the worst week right now. And but you look at this, this 
Sarah just put up on the board, if you're not watching on video, Jared Goff over the past three games, the fourth-year quarterback has only completed 61% of his passes for how many yards a game? 209. Go back to 365 days. Go back to the year before that. This guy was averaging 275 to 300 yards a game, and you're not getting that right now from the Rams. I think the Rams might have, you know, you know, depleted their money with all their guys. They're not going to get draft picks. They're not going to have any. You know, they got a whole bunch of problems. And I think today is Sunday. First time to Jesus time. I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to pull this one out. And now, the Arizona Cardinals, let's be honest, are not stacked in all their positions. Um, so just that's what makes this game a good one today. Well, no, what makes it good is this bold prediction that you're making right now. I can't roll with you on this one, Sonny. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm going. I'm going. Look, Rams embarrassed themselves at home last week on Monday Night Football, right? Yeah. To me, I think I think the Rams want to bounce back, and I think that's the big reason why Sean McVay says that he's glad they had a short week because they're looking for a bounce back game, and I think this is the one. Well, this, this should be the one, Cuervo. If you're going to have a bounce-back game, you have to, and if you're considered a good football team, you have to beat the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, so if you're the Rams, which, which, what you did for the last two years, and you're having the season of struggles like you are, you need to do this. Yeah, you look at the numbers, as far as the $110 million for a contract extension, and it don't even, it don't even start until 2021, that's zero. Team money. And, and so when you're so looking you're at this looking game, at game and, and you're looking and at the quarterback, quarterback position, or this season, season for the Rams, you might have to wipe this one off and try to start a new next year. Um, some interesting things while I was doing some, uh, Kingsley uh, was being considered taking a job with they last year before he was fired over at Texas, so that's something to keep track of. Also, the Rams right now, they got to get back to work right now because they get these these kind of games, okay, what has to happen is you have to make sure the balance of the game is at the same, really, in reality. 50-50. Don't, don't have your defense out on the football field for as long as you got to do it. The four, those three and outs are one of the things that kills, it kills legs. And now, also, you think about the quarterback that they're coming. This guy, he's going to he's going to see some knee injuries here today uh, coming from the Rams defensive side. They're not ready for it. For, What's the kid's name? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is going to fake some people out there. John Friday. So they better be ready for the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm just kind of wondering if and truly they are ready for it. Um, well, I mean, I guess it all depends on how they approach it. You know, I mean, are they going to are they going to try playing contain type defense? Are they going to have a spy? Are they going to are they going to blitz Kyler Murray when he's not expecting it? Like. There's a lot of different ways you can go about it, but they have to find which way works best uh, based on the defense that the Rams have, personnel-wise, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, formation-wise, pers- you know, things like that. So, whatever, whichever one works best to be able to contain them. Uh, I almost said Lamar Jackson because I see your banner there, uh, Kyler Murray. Um, 
you know, whichever one is going to work best based on their personnel, that's that's what they're going to have to do. And well, they, they have to they be better be ready for it. I mean, because they're getting a double dose in two weeks. They're getting the double dose of the same kind of uh, quarterback that is headed their way. Um, so, so that that's going to be huge as well. Well, and I think, and I think that helps out too. I think that helps out that they they had to go up against Lamar Jackson last week, and now they get another guy in Kyler Murray this week, and. What they can do, they go back and they're like, okay, what did we do wrong against Lamar Jackson? You know, and, Absolutely. and what should we expect and, and, from Kyler Murray? And, and, and as much as I, I, I want to take the Rams, this was one of the things that I put up in the banner. You know, the Rams receivers right now, um, he, he's got plenty of guys to throw to because he's got people back up off of injury and things of that sort, whether it's Super yep. Cup and, and some of these other guys that, that are out there. Um, you know, 400 yards apiece for a cup. Uh, eight, you know, the Rams, four receivers with 400 yards apiece. Uh, Cooper Cup, uh, 880 in the last two games, by the way. And Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. These numbers are huge, but they are not resulting in, 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 in victories. Those numbers are really good um, for for them at the wide receiver position, and they need to bring them back. But um, Arizona right now scoring at least 25 uh, points a game for six games, um, and that started since week uh, number five. Um, and by the way, that's the most in the NFL scoring over 25 points a game this season. But really, the problem for the Arizona Cardinals um, in reality is they, get, they can't turn the ball over. I didn't complete my thought on the banner. They, they can't turn the ball over. And if they get into a situation where they turn the ball over, Aaron Donald and um, uh, who's the guy that uh, Jalen Ramsey, these guys are going to be all over it. And uh, they, they're just going to feast all day long up on the Arizona Cardinals. And look, I think that's that's something that very well could happen um, because you're talking about two of the best at what they do in Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So never discount or never doubt that they can just come out and absolutely take over a game on the defensive absolutely. side because it can yeah. happen at any moment, any in the instant. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they can start off hot or just when you think that they're not going to do anything in the game, man, because they've been quiet the first three quarters, they totally take over that fourth quarter and it completely changes the game. You could see a situation where it goes from Arizona's up 10 to all of a sudden now the Rams are up four points, you know. So it, it could change that fast when you have guys on the defensive side like an Aaron Donald and a Jalen Ramsey. So don't ever Should just count them out is what I'm saying. Yep. My, my brother my brother is going to go uh, with the Rams. I'm going Arizona. You're going Rams as well. i got to write that down before I forget. But that's going to take well, isn't a Rams next fan? game. Huh? Isn't he a Rams fan, Sonny? My brother is a Rams fan. Yeah. Um, yep. And, and that uh, – that hasn't bowled very well for him late, but, you know, last year at least they made the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. My brother's got a problem with how much money these guys make, so it's, it makes it hard for him to watch. Uh, but, you know, that's just what we do, and so he jumps on the, uh, the show. He was on a little bit earlier today as well. So. Um, that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. We're going to head on out to the next game. We've got one more minute in about the job.
jawjacking that's going back between some of the players in this game. Um, and uh, it, it's all over the news. Chris Henry um, held uh, Green Island to only 18 yards and four catches when they beat the Broncos 21 to 13 last time they were out on the football field. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of things. So, Allen, he jumps on the social media um, after he only did the seven, you know, 18 yards, and he says, y'all know damn well that boy can't hold a jock strap for me. So, just, well, you, you're going to have to do more. You know, part of that is Philip Rivers. Let's be honest, but Philip Rivers has not been able to do what he needs to do as a quarterback to deliver the ball as well. Um, and, and that's a big part of what's happening regarding maybe Allen not getting the production that he is looking for. But you can't just count out Chris Harris on the other side of the ball. The guy is a shutdown corner. It's just too bad that right now he plays for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think the problem with the Chargers, too, is, is and just based off the little bit that I've seen them the past few weeks, that offensive line is not playing well. I mean, Torrey. Philip. Yeah, it, it's bad. It, this, it's one of the worst offensive lines I've seen from the Chargers in recent memory. I mean, normally they're pretty stacked on offensive line, and they normally give Phillip Rivers a lot of time in the pocket to to get the ball where he wants to put it. And it just hasn't happened lately. I, I'd say the past month I've seen that Chargers offensive line just completely fall apart. And this – this is a time now more than ever that they need the running game. They need the running yes. game. They need Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. Those guys really haven't done a whole lot. Like Eckler was a stud before Melvin Gordon came back. But ever since Gordon has come back, it's been complete. It's just completely different. Like they just, the Chargers just can't get anything going uh, offensively. And, and it's all because that offensive line is just so bad. Now, that being said, one bright light, as you can see in my eyes there. Um, <laughs> one bright spot, though, for the Chargers, and I'm a huge fan of his, is that they do they do get Jerwin James back. He's he's active again for them on defense. Yep. So I'm excited to see him play. I want to see how he does in his first game back because I'm a huge Jerwin James fan. So, um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, you know if he's going to start or how how often are they going to get him in the lineup? Uh, you know, and is it even worth you know, risking him getting injured again, you know, to just maybe let him play limited amount of time because I don't see the Chargers, you know, making a run to where they're going to, you know, grab a wild card spot. So, yeah, uh, I don't see it either. And it's going to be really interesting. Also, I just, it's a rumor. No one's confirmed. Drew Locke is going to get the start today. Um, so you got to look at Brandon Allen, you know, just had a real bad day. Um, did not play very well. He only completed 10 passes uh, last week before that. So that's something that they're keeping an eye on without question. And also the Chargers for fifth in the league in defense um, and four fourth against the pass. So these are things that you have to keep in, in mind when you're going to decide to pick the game. But Philip Rivers, you know, he has thrown mm-hmm. seven interceptions in two games where they had a chance to win it at the game at the end of the game, and it ends up on an interception. And and, and, and you can say whatever you want. That's, that is not Philip Rivers-like, but 
maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it's not part of his game anymore. I don't know. But you look on the other side, uh, Von Miller, uh, he, he limped, and that was an ugly limp, by the way, when he went off the field against the, uh, uh, the uh, Buffalo Bills, um, and they're just trying to wipe that off like that was nothing, any big, uh, anything big there, Cuervo. Um, and the Broncos linebacker, Alexander, uh, he is back out on the football field. Uh, we haven't seen him since we, uh, since we came back. Um, a, the situation uh, featured two pass breakups and an interception for him when he was back last time that they played. So something to keep uh, in mind. Um, as you look in this game, so I guess the question is, where about with this thing going on, who do you who you have on the winning side? You know, this, so to be honest with you, Sonny, and I'm not trying to be funny at all, this was actually a pretty tough game for me to pick, just because yeah. of of how bad how bad these teams are playing right now. Oh, and, they're horrible, and, and it's just really it's just a it's it's a lesser of the two evils, right? So, yeah. I, I'm thinking like who's playing worse, you know? Because one team is four and seven, the other one's three and eight. So yeah, you know, they're, they're it's both they're both bad records. Um, well, I'll tell you who I'm going. I, you know, you know, I, in this case, you're going Denver. You know, it's the home team. I mean, you know, yeah. they're both so they're yeah, both I knew so it. bad. It's like you know, and, and Philip Rivers, is, you know, he, he's a turnover machine right now, and and, and I'm talking a machine, Cuervo. He's he's getting Jameis Winston bad, and that, and that's something that if you're you're Philip Rivers, you better figure out very quickly because it's making you your yourself and your football team really look bad. So I'm actually gonna even though I, I've been trying to pick the Denver Broncos and not successfully for a while, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to try it again. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Denver Broncos. So, it might give you an idea of where, who are, what, what you might want to pick. I, I, I don't know. It sounded like you were a little hesitant of being on the record uh, first on this one. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I kind of wanted to see where you were going with it, uh, maybe to influence me one way or the other. But, you know, I, I Instinct tells me that I think the Chargers will find a way to win. Even though they're having so many offensive line problems, I just think Denver right now. And, and it all depends, too, on, on how bad that Von Miller is health-wise. I mean, yep. I don't know. And the rookie quarterback. I see why someone wouldn't want to do it. I mean, you know, yep. so that, that's exactly. another thing. You know, the rookie quarterback, if Locke does start, um, you're taking a risk. But then again, there's not a lot of film on a guy like that, too, either. So there's some advantages for that. Yeah, I mean, look at Thursday. I mean, the, you know, the my Chicago Bears had their hands full against – you know, that what third-string quarterback that the Detroit Lions had to go up against because there was no film on him. I mean, nobody knew what his strengths and weaknesses were. So, you know, for for the Denver quarterback, I mean, it's kind of the same story. So the fact that uh, that Drew Locke is – wait, Drew Locke is, is not playing. Wait, uh, it's, it's, a, it's just a rumor. They haven't even announced who's going to be the starting quarterback. So well, doesn't the game don't know who's going to oh, run out there. Mind. Never mind. It's a later game. I was going to say, doesn't the game start in like five minutes? But no, yeah. it's one of the later games. Oh, yeah, like you might want to know five minutes before the game starts who your quarterback is. I'm just saying. But 
Yeah, exactly. Um, but even regardless, I mean, three even even three hours before the game, you should want to know. You should have an idea who you want starting for your football team. But they anyway. probably know. They just haven't really announced it. I think that's where that ends up happening, as far as that's concerned. Now, Puerto, let me ask what, what what your schedule is. We are going to go over as we are trying to cover them all here on the couch for Sports Sports. Do you have time to go over? I mean, we're going to sit and watch football. Absolutely. Uh, we'll watch a little football as we go over. They're taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Kansas City Chiefs are shocking seven and four, by the way. Um, Very shocking. They really should square vote when you think about what's going on there. But right here, this is the pretender contender game for the Oakland Raiders. After you know, you can say whatever you want, though. Um, last week, as far as the Oakland Raiders are concerned, we talked about who's going to be a guy, who's going to be a team that are going to be in there, who's going to play. But, you know, they got shellacked last week, 34 to 3 last week. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know, Cuervo. You know, I don't know if the Oakland Raiders are for real or if they're a joke or what the situation is. I don't know how much I trust Chucky. I don't know where they honestly feel that they fit because really in reality, if you look at the AFC and the way it's working out, there's only one spot available. That means whoever wins the division is in, then you're battling the other teams in the AFC uh, for the teams that are in second place to make the playoffs. So I, it just depends on where he is, but, you know, I, I like your car always have. I, you know, I thought this guy would take this team to the Super Bowl. Um, and he's showing that it, maybe him and Gruden are getting together a little bit better. We're seeing them winning some football games that they probably shouldn't. Um, and obviously so. Uh, as, if you go by the pick, um, but it really in reality, when you think about the uh, your Raiders, did they look past the Jets when they got beat that way? And that could have been, but that's just an easy excuse in my eyes, Cuervo. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. This division can go either way, Sonny. I mean, obviously, if you know, say the Raiders find a way to pull this game out, now you got a tie in the division. You know, you got two seven and five teams. Uh, going into the the thick of December, even though today's yep. only the first, but you know it's like we say every year: December football is is what really counts. And it and starts Raiders December one is when today, it starts, baby. It's all about December, especially down here in right. Dallas. That's everybody talking. But that's not just for the Dallas Cowboys. That goes for teams that are on the mediocre side if you are going to be good. Because the way the NFL sets up the schedule, you're playing division foes at the end of the season, and those are all important division foes. And if they are close within the division like they are, like the Oakland Raiders, if they win today, not only are they tied for first place, but they'll wipe off the tiebreaker in, in reality with both of the games under their belt against the Kansas City Chiefs who are 7-4. So it's an all-important game. It's put up or set up in reality when you're looking at this game. Yeah, and it absolutely has to be. And, and you know, that's why I like Week 17 being all divisional games because it just means that much more. Because we're going to see at least two or three different scenarios where Games that are going to be played in Week 17 are going to determine division winners. Like, yeah. too bad this game isn't in Week 17, you know, because 
it would just make it that much more intriguing to watch. I mean, there's more impact on right. the playoff race and stuff like that. But but we're still going to get that in Week 17. You know, yeah. it's just you know, Chiefs Raiders is such a huge rivalry. It would just make it that much more exciting uh, because of what's on the line. So um, I, I mean, I, I still say that this is going to be an, a, a, uh, an important game. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I still say that this game is, is going to be one to keep an eye out on, even though a lot of people probably feel that the that the Raiders don't have much of a shot. Um, yep. I call still, it a mini marquee is what I call this game, Cuervo, because of the, the, the banner that I put up. Chiefs right now, they get a lot of guys back, and that is huge. And especially Tyreek Hill, he's likely to play if you believe what's being, uh, being thrown out there as far as that's concerned. Also, you look at the Chiefs, uh, eight big plays with 20 yards or more, but guess what? Guess what? Um, it, um, and I wrote and it, I down wrote it down wrong. wrong. Um, it, um, so it, is the Oakland so Raiders, <laughs> just so that you know. So that whole situation, you know, you know, it, as far as the numbers are concerned, the Raiders have struggled to limit those big 20-yard plays. And if that's what you get with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, but you look at the whole the Raiders; they've given up some. They're giving up so much in these games, and 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 that's that's what's going to end up the Oakland Raiders in this game. And just, uh, that takes us to the top of the hour, um, but we're going to stay right here. We're not going to break. We're going to finish up the few games that we have left. Looks like we got, I mean, we got three left to go, and then we got to make a decision about this. You know, it, it, I just don't trust the Raiders, Cuervo. And that's just what it boils down to. When I'm when I'm looking to pick this game, I want to have a team that I feel confident. If I'm going to pick the team to win, I want I want to feel confidence going into the game. Um, and you know, especially again at this time of the year, where about pretender, December is pretender, pretender time. And we'll find out. Hey, if the Raiders win here today, I'm going to tell you right now they deserve it, and I hope they win the division. And here's another thing about top of that, wouldn't that be great if the Kansas City Chiefs didn't even make the playoffs? That would just be wonderful and lose it to either the Colts or the Titans. That just be, that, you know, that would just, you know, or the Houston Texans. That would just make it even better. So, okay, Sonny, so, well, hold on, hold on. Let me see if I'm getting this right. So, in other words, what you're saying is that the AFC playoffs would be better without Patrick Mahomes. Are you crazy. You are crazy. Uh, you it's are not the fact that I think that the NFL is better without it. I just want to see it because I'm tired of the hype about how great Patrick Mahomes is. Okay? They, and this is when it pisses me off, okay? I'll just be honest. When they're talking about him being the second coming and, and even coming close to, even close to carrying Tom Brady's job, it, it, it just turns me off of the player. Now, Patrick Mahomes, I like him. And, and it's the media that's so, so, yes, even though the media is hyping it, I still want to see it go down, even though I like Patrick Mahomes a lot. Um, and mainly because, uh, you know, to start comparing Patrick Mahomes 
to, to uh, Tom Brady. It's an insult to Tom Brady. And, and, and it's the kind of thing that just really kind of pisses me off when I see it. And, and that's the reason why I kind of want to see it go down. I'm not brave enough to take the Oakland Raiders here today, Claire, though I'll be honest. Um, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs at home, it's a hard place to get a victory in the NFL uh, in Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, but if you were going to do it the last two years, they've kind of left some games at home with way that they probably shouldn't have. So, you know, that's what that's why I call this a mini marquee because it would not shock me whatsoever if the Oakland Raiders did come out on top of this game. It just wouldn't shock me. Um, and it would make me personally happy, but I'm not going to uh, – I got too much value for my pick to go that way because I just don't I don't see it happening at Arrowhead. But I will tell you this, Cuervo. Andy Reid had better have a good game plan for this game because the Oakland Raiders, what they are, is that they're not predictable. They are completely unpredictable right now, and that is advantage Oakland in reality because guess what? You know exactly what's coming your way with Kansas City. Yeah, and it's going to be a lot of Mahomes to Hill or Mahomes to Kelsey. Yep. I mean, that's really what you get with the Kansas City Chiefs. But, you know, it it just uh, seems like like, uh, all this criticism about John Gruden, it seems like he's got – he's starting to – his plan is coming into place now. You know what I'm saying? So – that's if you believe he can have that plan that because he, he he's a coach that likes to ride the coattail. I mean, well, but, I mean, can you say that about this team, though? I mean, think about it. Last year, the Raiders no, no, were what? No, I'm just saying he, he's actually got to build something, Cuervo. That's my point. The guy hasn't been able to really build anything throughout his career, and he, he gets the, the 10-year, $10 million a year contract guaranteed. Hundred million dollar contract. You better be able to come up with something now. Is it on the right track? Absolutely. But also, you got to remember. As much as I hate to say, God, I hope that we don't see Derek Carr become that old quarterback because he is not a skin chicken anymore. He needed to started this two years ago when he was on that MVP level, and now you're getting him three years later, and that's that three more years of time against the guys that you know right now. As much and, and I do. I love me some Derek Carr. Um, in fact, he was one of the reasons why I picked him to win the Super Bowl is because of how good that guy really is. So um, I hope wow. that he can be that guy. Um, and, and, and just to kind of put it to rest, I want to see maybe the Oakland Raiders actually do this. So maybe I don't have any more you know, firepower to throw at John Gruden for not being a guy that can build a football team because – I've been doing it for years. I've been talking about it for years. Yeah, I mean, and, and people know John Gruden is the guy that took over for Tony Dungy's work and yep. produced a Super Bowl the ring out of it. By the way, anybody that uh, that picked the Dolphins to win, it's not looking good already. He, Ryan, Fitzpatrick, <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick is already throwing an interception. So. Wow, all right. How about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Ten seconds into the game. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, he, he's not Ryan Fitzmagic. I told you. See, see, that's what also can cut your career really short. It's called a stupid, uh, very stupid nickname. And guess what? That's what ended up happening. A very stupid nickname brought up on him. So, you know, more power to it. So, um, I am going to go to City. And just my heart would be on 
Uh, my heart will be for Oakland just so I can see Kansas City not being in it as well. Uh, and the main reason is because you get to see kind of, I don't want to say Lamar Jackson type, because I really honestly think this son Watson is not Lamar Jackson at all. Um, I think I think uh, Watson will stay in the pocket a lot longer than what we'll see with uh, Jackson. Um, so that makes him more of a pocket passer, but he's got the ability to do it. But... The way New England lost that game to the Baltimore Ravens is got to be sneaking. And it, it starts right up here because I say it out loud, and then it finally gets the back of my brain and they go up. And then it digests up in this big old cranium that the Texans actually have an opportunity to win this football game if they go outside oh, of the norm. And the outside of the norm is not keeping Deshaun Watson in the pocket. The, the, the going outside the norm is getting this guy on the run. And while he's on the run, keep his head up and downfield to see if he can find that open that open wide receiver there, Cuervo. And they got a hell of a they got a hell of a receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. And look, don't sleep on Will Fuller either. I mean, yep. and, you know, he, he's, he's a guy that can come out and hurt you. Absolutely. Uh, if, if you forget about Will Fuller and you sleep on him, he can, he can have big games against you. So I think that um, obviously I think New England has a plan to slow Hopkins down. And, again, I'm, doing, I'm making another bold move in my fantasy lineup, Sonny. I'm benching DeAndre Hopkins in my lineup. So I'm going to see how you, that pays You what? You, you, you – Bench him. Well, you can say whatever yes, you want. By the way, just along your point, I'll, I'll throw this out. That's why I was going to give this. But so you mentioned Mr. Badass Will Fuller in the past two games at home. Over 350, uh, 357 yards a game, three touchdowns in those two games in Houston. Okay? So that's, you know, say whatever you want. Mr. Will Fuller is a badass. But that defense that you're talking about, Cuervo, it really does come into, come into play. And especially there's a lot lighting on this game as the Patriots right now is a lone AFC team that can actually clinch a playoff berth uh, this week with a win with a lo- and with losses from Pittsburgh and Oakland. Although when I did this and I was doing that, uh, the Saints, they're, they're the only team in the AFC. The NFC has the Saints. So you'll, if we see a Patriots victory, we got two games all set and People are already talking about the Saints and the Patriots in the Super Bowl anyway, and it's only fitting that it happens this way, kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, we got some action. Oh, looks like, well, San Francisco has just scored, Sonny. Wow. So, yeah, Niners are up. Uh, I didn't catch how they scored, but uh looks like Garoppolo threw one. So, but uh, anyways, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's hard to not just assume that the Patriots are going to either make the Super Bowl or win it all, yeah. Because that's we're so used to seeing that, yeah. And you know, it, it's it, you know, same old story, right? For for a lot of people, it's boring, but for guys like you, you got you love it, so. Oh, I do. I love seeing greatness in front of me, Cuervo, and that, and that's one of the things about when you look at that, you. you, you, you 
people don't even realize the, the history that is right in front of them right now when you're looking at it. And and, and the reason being is is because you have a head coach over there that don't look at things, look at things, or, you know, or or forget them. He sees things in a different way that you are not going to see. You can sit there and have two different coaches sit there and try to break down what is going to end up happening in the phase of Houston Texans. And Bill Belichick is going to come up and going to say something that you're not even thinking about, and you know, thinking about it. And, and listen, here's my banner. It says, you know, he's waved about what you're going to get with Deshaun Watson and the challenge. Challenges with the 18 touchdowns to only three interceptions in the last seven games. Let me tell you, what he's putting out there publicly like that is absolutely not what he's looking at in this football game, Cuervo. Okay, because guess what? When guys like me already recognize that Bill Belichick is about 12 or 20 plays ahead of us, and he says this just to get the uh, yeah, just to get the uh, people Time out, Sonny. Yep. Time out, Sonny. This is why Bill Belichick is the mastermind. He does this every single week. He will, he will praise the quarterback or, or somebody on the opposing team to get in their head and make them think that, that he actually has respect for them. And I'm sure he does, but it's a different story because now he's there. He's the, they're the opponent. So yeah. Bill Belichick, he, he ain't fooling me. He's not fooling me. I know he's not fooling me either. either. See, but so, here's the thing. When we yeah. see that, yeah. we're, well, we're sitting there watching this unfold. And, yep. and sometimes I honestly will sit here, and I have no place to say it. I think I'm funded than some of these other people that play up against him. Because I know he's 20%. And if you fall for what he's putting out in the media and you're a coach, shame on you. And it's the reason why he's going to, you know, they should really change the uh, Lombardi trophy to, to the Belichick trophy because it makes no, it, it makes no sense for that to be happening. But uh, really, in reality, though, when you look at this, at the Texans right now, this is a pressure game for them because of the AFC. There's another game that's happening against the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts, and if they drop this one, this that's going to be a three-way tie sitting right at the top, or two-way tie with still with the Indianapolis Colts as I pick the Tennessee Titans to win the game. Uh, still right there, chewing on behind. Again, only one team, I think, in reality is going to come out of this division um, into the playoffs, but that's it. Uh, so it should be really interesting to see how the last five weeks of this uh, division uh, for the Houston Texans and the AFC South works. Uh, but but what has to happen is we have to see some we have to see some good play from Houston, and this is a gamble on a high football team. I, I put that out there. Um, a couple of weeks ago after they lost the game that I really thought they should win. But what they're running into is they're running into a defense that is allowing only the second fewest yards in the NFL who has one, a one-interception lead on any of them. Out there, this is a football team that Dang. is kicking ass and taking names and not looking back. And they, you know, going back to that, you know, they're going to be the, they're going to be if they get the victory today, the team that clinches in the AFC the first one. And, and that, that right there, when you start coasting. And, and you're 11, you're going to be 11 and 1. You need to win one more game that's just not up home field advantage, and it won't even matter for you, though. Yeah, and and there's only one team in the in in the NFL that has clinched. Congrats to the New Orleans Saints. Yep, uh, they were the Definitely. first team to clinch on Thursday, uh, just because they locked the division up. Uh, it has nothing to do with the one seed or the two seed. It's the 
they won their division. That's why I always say that's the most important thing to do is 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 compete and be, and win your division because you're guaranteed the playoffs if you do that. So, uh, but I I fully expect New England to win tonight, and I fully expect them to be the first team to clinch in the AFC. Well, let's talk a little bit about injuries just really quick for the New England Patriots. They've lost a, a couple of key players to, to the injured reserve uh, list. Uh, Devlin, uh, James Devlin, the rookie, and Jacob uh, uh, Johnson, who started three games. Both of those guys are on IR. So what, is, what have they done? They, they, they've made a makeshift backfield for vote. So they're using the linebacker Robert uh, to block in the backfield also to help Tom Brady find the open wide receivers, uh, which is something that, uh, you know, that's Bill Belichick is. Um, it brings in the linebacker, you know, and, and watch yeah. out. Bill Belichick will get this guy on the screen and he'll rumble down the field for about 35 yards uh, up on top of it. So, but, you know, it, it, you, you, you are right. I mean, the Patriots are just that much better. Yeah. Yeah. Where this this is my upset of the week. It might even be my upset of the year. I am going to pick the Houston Texans in this game. And, and, and it's not because I think they're a better football team. And I'm not saying that. This is a football team right now in the New England Patriots that are 10 and 1. They've been in some close football games. Lamar Jackson, if they decide to go Lamar Jackson on them, they're going to lose the football game. I'm, I, and, and, again, they're the class of the AFC. I'm sorry they are and they always will be. But you know what? For them to win out for the rest of the season, I just don't see it. And usually they lose against teams they have no business losing, a la Miami at Miami that last year. So, you know, and, and they do this. They, they drop the game. And guess what? It don't, it don't matter. To me, that's different. It matters nothing to them. And... The only thing that makes me leery about that pick is how about them Cowboys taking a loss to the Denver Broncos on Thanksgiving. By the way, my pick, just to let you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't really want to just, you know, Yeah, up. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. So, yeah, and I don't think they are. If the Patriots are feeling any pressure, it's because of that win on Thursday. But that's not the way they play. They're never, they're never worried. They're never, in, in, and that's the reason why. And, and sometimes they'll get a little bit too loud. Yeah, I said it. But it, it, again, it doesn't matter if they lose this football game. It matters absolutely nothing. They're high up on field advantage throughout the playoffs like they always do. And it, in this game, is going to be in the backfield. They don't care about it. And that's the huge thing, I think, in this game, is, is that if they don't care about it, Cuervo, it's going to be real interesting a game to watch. And this one's on prime time, and I'm actually looking forward. This one's Sunday Night Football. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's Sunday Night Football, and I'm yeah, really oh, looking yeah. forward to that one. I, and I don't even sit through the commercials for this, especially if I end up right. I'm going to be right. amazing, a genius. I mean, not that uh, we have so, a choice, but. So, but the question is, Cuervo, are you interested in changing your pick? Are you going to hang out there? I, did, did I con- give you a convincing enough argument to go ahead and say, yeah, I'm going to change my pick. I am going the, uh, the Houston Texans. I mean, trust me, I have a lot of love for the Texans. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I got a lot of I don't know why that are Texans fans and whatnot. But 
I mean, how often does New England lose these type of games? You know, even though it's regular season, it's week 13, they probably don't care too much about actually trying to win this game. Yeah. But how often do they actually lose these games? You know yeah, what I mean? That's that, the way that, I see it. I, 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 that, and that right there is the reason why I think, you know, that, that they might just let it slide. You know, what does it matter? Because, because when you've got the best of both worlds, that being the best quarterback in the NFL to ever play the game, and everybody's talking about how he slid, he's not the best this year, but he's going to be the one that can sure bite you in the ass, uh, mm-hmm. along with the best coach that ever coached the game. And, and again, I'm uh, back to uh, – yeah, I, it'll never happen, but I would love them to see the change it into the Bill Belichick, uh, you know, uh, uh, cup, uh, and that's never going to happen. But you know, and again, you know, I, 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 the Patriots are better football team, but they'll, you know. It'll just depend on how you they have to fly a little bit. So they're not at home. If this game was in Gillette, they don't have they don't have Houston don't have a chance uh, in this game. If this game is in Gillette. So um it should be interesting. So that is that might be that might be my upset of the year pick uh, up there. Actually it was going to say when got that victory against forty nine might have been better. Yeah, that but almost happened too. It's right there. Yeah, it's right there. So uh, that being said, that's gonna take us to Monday night football. I'm glad you could hang out. And they are taking on who are they getting? Oh, the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, Seattle. Minnesota, an important, important game as this one rolls into Big it. Game. As you look at Minnesota, eight and three, having a good season in the North with your Chicago Bears. Um, you know, kind of putting them in the pasture. Seattle Seahawks, nine and two. They're in an interesting situation as well. Because we talk about the NFC East on how only one team could possibly end up happening. It's because the North is so good. You've got the Minnesota Vikings and Green Bay doing what they're doing. And then you throw it to the West. If you throw it to the West where you have the Seattle um, uh, Seahawks and the 49ers, you know, the Minnesota Vikings, you know, I think are going to make the playoffs. But I think Seattle, in reality, this is a game where they, get, they have something to prove. Because when you look at this kind of game, and also, let's just go back and, and you know how Stephanie doesn't think about history very much, but for the second straight year, they're going to host the Vikings late in the season. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, say whatever you want, prime time matchup, come out with, you know, whether it's, you know, the, 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 the plays or hope for a playoff spot or positioning for a playoff spot, these games always come in to play each and every year. And this one, it, it's no short of that because I think we're going to end up seeing that uh, when you do it as they're one game behind the 49ers in the NFC West and they meet in week 17 against the um, the 49ers as well. So uh, a very vital game for them today. Even though it's not a division game, I think they need to get this victory to stay in pace with the, um, with the 49ers. And also, say whatever you want about home field advantage, you know, in Seattle, it's just a totally different monster up there. Yeah, are you talking about playing in Seattle? Yeah. When you, yeah, when you're all, in the playoff all, yeah. situation, and you're set to go into play in the playoff, do you really want to go to Seattle and play in a playoff spot? I, as much as I sometimes used to hate the Seattle Seahawks, but love them now because they got rid of the League of Bungholes. 
um, or the Legion of Bungholes. Uh, I think they're just that much better now, and it might even get louder there. Maybe it's me. I, it, I, I, it is. I just, I just didn't like the the uh, the players that were on that team, and they, they look more like a professional football team. Uh, the jaw jacking is gone. It's all about serious football. It's about doing things the right way. And I, right. I, as much as I don't want to give Pete Carroll a lot of credit for a lot of things that he's done, he's been able to take a team from one extreme and take it to completely in another and he's having success. So, you know, and, and I'm going to say this now because I don't want anybody to say it. Pete Carroll is the coach of the year this year. And if you are not, if, you, if you're not thinking about him wow. or you don't think he's in the plane, you're not watching football. You're not seeing what he's done from one year to the next, losing what they had on the defensive side of the ball compared to what they got now. Russell Wilson coming into the MVP uh place where he's at right now, Pete Carroll, is, and right now, I'm telling you right now, Pete Carroll is my pick for Coach of the Year because I don't think anybody's even close, Cuervo. Well, I mean, no love for John Harbaugh, no love for Kyle Shanahan with what they're doing? No. Because those, the, those are the two that everybody's talking about. You know what I mean? So, uh, But Pete Carroll's one that, you know, I, I haven't heard anybody mention but I'm not going to discount it either because for what Seattle has done this year, and 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 not just not just record wise, but I mean some of the moves that they've made too. They mm-hmm. traded for Javion Clowney. Yep. And oh, yeah. they drafted oh, DK Metcalf, who has been so big. That was so big. Yeah. Well, and and I'm going to stick to my guns. Houston was dumb for trading him. I'm sorry. They were. It, it was not a oh, good move. Oh, God, they were Houston's dumb. They, it, it, well, we said that two years ago. They should have got rid of Watt two years ago. And yep. that you give away a first-round draft pick in what you get with Clowney. What the hell are you thinking? If anybody deserves the money more than Watt, it was Clowney. Um, why, why the hell are you doing that? It, absolutely nuts. Yeah, I, I, I just I, – I, and I will disagree with that. You know, until the end of time, that yep. that uh, Houston should have kept Jadavion Clowney and possibly traded. And I get it. I get why they don't trade JJ Watt away because he means so much to the city of Houston, and, and that's completely cool. I got nothing against that. It's just from a football business perspective, you you benefit by being able to see what you can get for him. And I think I think they could have gotten more for J.J. Oh, no, Watt. They could have drastically that thing forever. Sort of like what they did, you know, as far as the Jacksonville Jaguars did, you know, grabbing up what they grabbed up uh, to, to lose for Ramsey, to lose their defensive superstar. And, and you can say whatever you want. Um, that was a great, for both, for, well, I'll say for both teams, but right now it's not, kind of working out very well for the Rams right now, but that's just because they just kind of stink a little bit. Um, but in the long run, that might have been a really good play for the Rams, but also for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, and getting back, and, and, and you're right, I think they give up too little in order to let this guy walk out the door. It makes, to me, it makes no sense in reality, um, but it, it is what it is. Um, but but this game, as far as what could end up happening, the Vikings are a football team. They, they, they right now have the two-game lead over the Rams for the wild card spot. Now, we're talking about the North. It, it, you know, it, it, 
it's going to it's going to Minnesota or Green Bay, whoever ends up winning that division. So that is huge. And then you know, then it's a battle for the rest of them. But you know, when I was looking at this game, and I go to the fact, and we talked about it on this show, um, it's now time to find out if Coach Cousins is going to step up and be the guy going up against the guy. And Kirk Cousins right now, passing rating is uh, leading right now. Wilson is second. Wilson has 24 touchdowns. Cousins has 21. Um, so it's time for a guy like a Kirk Cousins to step up to the plate and say, "Okay, this is where this is where I need to make my money." It, every, everybody talks about everything, but this game right here is one of the most important in his career as far as the future is concerned if he's going to get that cash square vote. And, and, and the reason being, it goes up against a quality football team. They have no business beating right now. I'll, I'll put it out there right now. I don't think the Minnesota Vikings should be able to beat this, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Not only that, in Seattle. Um, so if Kirk Cousins gets the victory, this guy's going to get some money. I, I, I think so anyway. Well, first of all, we all know Kirk Cousins getting his money no matter what because it's all guaranteed. It's all, yep. all of it. All of it. But, yep. You know, the second thing is so I'm, I'm looking at your banner here talking about how many touchdown passes Russell Wilson has compared to Kirk Cousins. I think this is, this is an un, it's a little unfair for Kirk Cousins to be compared to Russ in that aspect. And that's simply because – and it's not because I have love for Kirk Cousins. All right. Yeah, it's because Minnesota has the better running game right now with Dalvin oh, yeah. Cook. Without question. So, so they don't have to rely on Kirk Cousins throwing for four touchdowns a game like they do in Seattle with Russell Wilson, because the running game in Seattle is very suspect right now. Chris Carson can have 120 yards and two touchdowns one game, and like Derrick Henry have 51 yards and a fumble the next week. So. To me, you don't you don't need Kirk Cousins to do as much in Minnesota as Seattle needs Russell Wilson to produce. Absolutely. Just because the, the I mean the balance in Minnesota is unbelievable right now. I oh, mean yeah. they could beat you in so many different ways. The only downfall for Minnesota right now is that Adam Thielen is is he's he's more or less uh, health wise like he's oh. he's in and out. Yeah, you never know what he, he's like a box of chocolates. I mean, in reality. There you go. Um, yeah, so, but, it, it, and I didn't put this up to contradict what you said. It, one game doesn't mean anything, but Ricard Penning last week against the Eagles rushed for 129 yards um, and uh, got a 58 yard touchdown pass. Uh, you know, and I'll go back to not to downplay what you said. Every blind dog will find a bone every once in a while because really it's not about the running game in, in uh, Seattle at all. You're absolutely right. If they're going to win a game, it's going to be regarding Russell Wilson and where, what and when he can do and what you're talking about the wide receivers and that being um, uh, he, he, right now, uh, you know, with the bye last week, which is huge for Minnesota. Um, and also, they get Tackle Klein and No Second Joseph and Harris. All those guys are just they're nicked up, and so they have to take advantage of the uh, the bye week in order for them to get set for this game. But you know, I don't well, know where so I look at, I look at too, this Sonny. team. Uh, yeah, exactly. I look at the game, and I went, and, and this is the reason why Seattle Seahawks they scored six 
15 turnovers in the past six games. Okay, that's eight in the past two. Uh, I mean, the defense is outstanding up there in Seattle, and, and I don't know. I mean, when I looked at the game, I immediately said to myself, well, you know, Minnesota, they got a pretty good defense. Hey, if you sleep up on the Seattle Seahawks defense, you can end up losing. So, right now, I look at, okay, let's say the defense marks themselves out. Uh, special teams, they mark themselves out. What are we left with, Cuervo? Only one position, quarterback. Who's the better quarterback? It, to me, it came out to be a very simple pick for me on who I was going to pick in this game to win. Although I want Minnesota to win because I want not Green Bay out of it. You know, like a true Bears fan. There you go. Green Bay. There you go. So I, 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 I threw that in for you because I, I know you'd love that. That's right. There you go. Um, but it, but I, I just I just don't know. Um, I, I do like Brandon Cook a lot, uh, you know. So, uh, but at the same time, Seattle, they're coming together at a good time as well. Um, it, it, but that division of football, I don't think Seattle wants to be too pa- too far behind uh, the, the the 49ers. I think they're out there to win that division, and the reason being, that's a home game, regardless of a wild card game or not. That's a home game, and that's what they want, and they want that home field advantage. I'm all over Seattle in this one. In fact. In, in fact, I'm going I'm to say they're going to beat him by two touchdowns, Cuervo, because I don't think Kirk Cousins has the intestinal or testicular fortitude to stand up against the Seattle defense and make make any kind of uh, you know progress in that game in order for him to win. Well, this is very true. I mean, when Kirk Cousins got pressure in his face, he folds like a lawn chair. So, you know, I mean, that that, that, is, that is a knock that I think – is fair against Kirk yeah. Cousins. Now, is this game as is, is it in the twelfth man? It's in Seattle. Oh yeah, the twelfth man. Okay. Twelfth man right. too. Yeah. And, and, and Monday Night Football, you know, they all eyes are upon this, and I think Wilson is a superstar. He's a superstar. By the way, did you know he's married to Sierra or that singer? Um, Sonny, what planet have you been on? Everybody knows that. I didn't know. Well, I had to remind myself who she was, so I had to throw some music. I was like, okay, I know who she is. She's a newer artist. Well, you know, if anybody knows, it's your daughter. If anybody knows, it's your daughter. There you go. So, uh, and um, it, it's going to be a great game on Monday Night Football. That's oh, yeah. You said. Another more Absolutely. game. Really, only two marquee games. You got a mini marquee, and you have two marquees, uh, and one of them's in prime time. Um, it's going to be a great so, NFL weekend, yeah, Sonny. It's a great day for absolutely. NFL football. And, and it's only going to get better because of the fact that they are playing the division folks for mostly the rest of the season. So division games are what it's all about at the end of the And the NFL figured that out. I'm glad they were, I'm glad they did figure it out because uh, you can say whatever you want about the uh, football, you know, football schedule. And things of that sort, um, but I do like I do like me a little bit of having um, good playoff games at the end so, of the season. That's what we and get. And then next so. week starts off very strong as well, huh? Uh-huh, absolutely. That's Thursday right. night football. And, and that's listen, right. I already called it. I, I called it on my show. The Dallas Cowboys aren't going to win that game. And, and I heard that it's going to be mild. And, uh, and, and get this, Cuervo, only a 10% win uh, or, or uh, 
10 mile an hour wind going there, but when it's the Dallas Cowboys score, they, they don't have a clue what what uh, element football is all about. All you got to do is take a step back and look at the, uh, the New England Patriots game. They're completely lost in the element. And listen, it's gonna, it, and I, I hear it's going to be nice, but if it drops down, it gets even more cold. I'm just even more on the Bears. The more cold it gets in That's right. on Thursday night, the more the Bears are going to win. Now, that's giving them a lot of play, but it's not going to be because of Mitchell Trubinsky. It's going to be – that defense is going to eat up the Dallas Cowboy offense. I'm telling you right now. Um, and and it, it has nothing to do with Mitchell Trubisky, how he, he fought back up on Thanksgiving Day and got the win. Congratulations. But, again, if that was Matthew Stafford in the lineup, he would have lost that damn football game. It's one um, game. So. And you know what's funny about that, Sonny, real quick, because I, I know we're, we're half an hour into red zone already, and I know you want to get to it, and so do I. But some Bear fans just – drive me crazy. You know why? Because <laughs> it was one game and, one and now everybody's game. like, let's sign him to an extension. Yeah. <laughs> Time out. Time out. Hold on. It's the Detroit first of all, it's the Detroit Lions. And number two, it was one game, dude. All right. Uh, look, am I am I happy that Mitch played a great game? Absolutely. It's probably absolutely, the best yeah. game he's played so far this year. Okay? Best game he's played so far this year. But am I ready to sign him for another four years? No. No. Absolutely no. not. No. Let me see what I can. And by the way, even with that good game, the rumors are swirling more about Cam Newton heading up there. So even after that game, he had a pretty good, halfway decent performance. They're still talking about bringing on Cam Newton over there. And, and, and you know what? Way, when I started hearing that room Cuervo, I didn't buy it for a second. But there's too much talk going on right now. There's too much talk. And well, and you know what, though? But you know what, though? But a lot of it, Cam has been um, making that a big rumor, too, because he's publicly come out and said, I would, I would be open to being traded to Chicago. Yes. So I'm just like, all right, let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, let's do this. Hey, but, hey, hey, and I even heard the rumor that Khalil Mack is part of the trade, and that, that, and that kind of caused some – that kind of caused a rift in, in the media whoa, 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 as well. Whoa, time out, time um, out, time out. What did you just say? I, 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 I'm not stuttering. I promise. Uh, some of those rumors were talking about taking and, and putting in play a Khalil Mack. Not straight up, because it's obviously Khalil Mack is ten times better than what you're getting so, with Cam so Newton. So we would trade Khalil Mack to Carolina? To, for for Cam Newton and, and a bunch of other Yeah, stuff. no thanks. That was a rumor no, that was no going thanks. out. Never mind, deals and off. I, deals off. Yeah, no, you off. can't do it. You're right. You can't do it. You shouldn't do it. Don't do it. Um, you know, you got to keep Khalil Mack there. You got to keep. The, I, listen, that guy just walked up on the football field last year and became the anchor. I mean, you know, evidently anybody else on the football team didn't have enough weight, and Khalil Mack just solidified himself as the anchor of that defense, and he wasn't even part of the team three years before that. So you know, um, you're you're, ta- you're talking about a badass, and you don't get. And if you're the monsters of the midway, you don't get rid of a bad. Like That's that. right. What you don't. It's just what you don't do. You know, so, um, but that, that's about where we're at. So, hey, we got some, I'm glad that we were able to stay on. And plus, the video is just so much better, so much easier. Yeah, I'm enjoying and, it. Uh, you know, it, it just it, it made life a lot better. It made it a little bit harder for the commercials, but I'll live through that. And uh, I'll, I'll figure out a way 
Um, but we were able to get through the commercials and get those all set for everybody. Um, so I'm really happy about that. So that's going to do it for us. Where, well, I don't know if you have anything else uh, going up on it. Anything else you want to talk about? I mean, because we, we still have seven hours of football to go, so we got plenty to watch. But anything else you want to cover, or are we, are we pretty much done here today? I think I'm good, Sonny. I think we, I mean, we broke all the games down, talked about the Monday night game. We even talked about Thursday night. So yeah. I think we're good. Uh, I think we are good, you know, I, I, I know so. we talked off air about doing something during the week. I guess we'll keep in touch so everybody kind of yeah. keep your eyes and ears open. We've got to try, we gotta see how that works out. I, I know, I know um, just, uh, just because I want to. Um, is either Wednesday, Thursday afternoon time when you might want to be. What, what, what time do you go to lunch? Yeah, so like I mentioned, uh, the best time for me would probably be 11 a.m. my time, which is 1 o'clock p.m. your time, probably for about a good 30 to maybe 45 minutes. We'll check that out. I think I, I think we might be able to do that. It'll be either Wednesday or Thursday. Okay. So check out that. Awesome. Uh, just because I wanna, and I just because I wanna try, and we can try. You're gonna probably be on your cell phone. We'll see if the cell phone video portion works on that. Yeah, I don't think I'll be able to do video. It'll just be phone huh? call. Oh, okay. All right. So we'll, we'll check that mm-hmm. out and we'll see how that, that goes. So, um, but that's going to do it for us on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Again, thanks for joining us. We had this Eagle Eye built in the Talking Arena Football League and their demise and what's going to mean for the other leagues that the league I'm in and the other leagues that are out there. And then we got the man himself, the MVP of the Couch Potato Sports Show, Cuervo, joining us here and knocking down all the teams here. And I'm, yeah, I'm glad we were able to do it. Uh, so that's going to do it for us on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Join us next week. Um, we'll keep, uh, keep you abreast. Check out my Facebook for some of the schedule things, and we'll get it all set. So for Cuervo on the other side, I'm Ronnie Clark, the hardest looking man in sports radio. We're out of here. Everybody take care. We'll check you next time. Peace.